0: On the side of the road. Several months ago, coming home from Crater Lake, my wife and I were driving down a long stretch of rural highway that twists and turns through the Cascade Mountains. It was around 11 o'clock at night. I was behind the wheel, my wife in the passenger seat. As I eased up on the gas to navigate a tight bend in the road ahead, my wife suddenly yelled, Look out! It took a second to process the words, but as I instinctively hovered my foot over the brake, I saw it. On the left side of this remote, two-lane blacktop that wound through the middle of nowhere crouched a figure in gray baggy sweats and a reflective construction worker vest. Keep in mind, when I say middle of nowhere, I mean just that. We were easily 20 miles from the nearest town in any direction. I pumped the brake. Immediately, the figure stood up, faced us, and began jogging toward the car, though jogging isn't really accurate. The movements were so awkward, so jagged, I thought something had to be wrong with her. Yes, her. My wife and I later agreed the bizarre figure was a woman. Her head was cocked drastically to one side, long gray tangles of hair bobbing wildly to and fro as she staggered forward. Her arms were curled tightly against her chest. Spindly legs propelled her in a sporadic cantering motion. She looked to be in the advanced stages of muscular dystrophy. Why someone in her condition would be out here alone, let alone how, was beyond me. There were no other cars around. No one was parked nearby. There hadn't been a human dwelling for miles and certainly no construction. A feeling as palpable as an electric charge coursed through the air when she stood up and faced us. As she approached, my wife and I found ourselves overcome with dread. As a military veteran, I felt my share of terror, but this was different. This dread was somehow artificial, like it had been projected onto us from an outside source and we were just boosting the signal. Time slowed down, our hearts raced. The sensation was primal. Every synapse screamed to get out of there. Thankfully, I hadn't stopped. The car was still in motion, but I couldn't afford to train my focus on the woman as we passed. I had to pay attention to the bend in the road. My wife, on the other hand, held her gaze the entire time. As I said, this was miles from civilization. Under normal circumstances, my impulse would have been to stop and see if this person needed help. But the feeling of dread bulldozed any idea of playing Good Samaritan that night. Don't stop, just go, my wife said in mounting panic. I dutifully accelerated. As we passed, the woman came within a foot of clipping the side of the car. We rounded the bend and left her behind. All at once, the dread was gone. What the hell was that? I said, I should turn around. Who the hell jogs out here? And what was up with her neck? My wife shot me a horrified look. No, she belted. Don't go back. I don't know what that was. I described what I'd seen. She confirmed it, adding a troubling detail that only she had had the luxury to notice. The woman had glowered dead on at my wife while shambling alongside the car. mouth gaped in a terrible frozen rictus. Not once did her expression change, and worst of all, her eyes had no pupils. Afterwards, we scoured the news for anything that might explain our encounter but came up short. We even called authorities, but no relevant missing person reports had come in from that area, nor had anyone else reported seeing someone in distress. My wife and I have since christened our figure the floppy-headed jogger, And though when we bring her up now, it's usually in the context of a joke, our laughter is always nervous. Admittedly, most of the details are explainable. What gets me, though, is that intense, sudden feeling of primal dread. Where on earth had that come from? What did it mean? I doubt we'll ever know. I'd be lying if I said that disappoints me.
1: Creeping along the hall at midnight uh-huh. Shadows dancing in the corner of your eye
2: Voices floating from downstairs after twilight Big note. Specters moaning from the attic in reply Everyone has a
0: spooky story, something they don't discuss but
1: life is a haunted oratory When, when you're like us So sit tight, turn on the light and curl up with some ghoulish history Something a little dark and dreary Serve with a heaping
0: dose of eerie Raise those Moscow mules and, and clink Whoopsies!
1: Ghost!
3: Hi! I'm Jamie Markey
1: And I'm Michael Tatum, and this...
3: Is Ghoul Intention. Yes,
1: it is. But this
3: time with an extra special guest. So special. Hello, I'm Emily Emily (laughs) Neves. Yes! Yay! So this is... uh, Emily, you have done a story for us before, Mm -hmm. and you did this opening story. Thank you so much. Thank you. Wonderful job. Thank you. Uh,
2: So creepy, (laughs) we love it
3: as the guys. But what happened was last our last episode that came out, I tweeted something about, you know, I went to a haunted university, did you? And you replied, uh, yeah. And then someone was like, she should be a guest on the show. <laughs> like, and I was like, wow. yes, she yes. should. And so here you are. We're so happy. Oh. Here I am. I'm so happy. I'm so excited.
2: It's also <laughs> yeah, just nice to great. see your
1: face for like, I think it this is. is the first time I've seen your face since this pandemic started. Yeah. So it's nice to be like, oh, Emily, <laughs> that's what you're look looking, like. you're looking oh, yeah. well. It's so Thank nice. To- I
3: think we had like well a well. panel or something online together. You and I did. But this is.
1: Yeah, Lucky. this is Lucky. this
3: is chiller than that. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> way, <laughs> way chiller. Indeed, so chiller. Yeah. Well, we're in um, control.
3: <laughs> so we, yeah, so yeah, having gone. Actually, Michael went to the same university that I did, mm-hmm. he went to the University of Oklahoma, as well. Just not yeah. for as long mm-hmm. or at the same time. <laughs> no. Well, no. <laughs> he was I, like uh, the year before I went. He went. Um, I, and then I, I I went, went to, to OU for-
1: and I majored in. Uh, uh, not higher learning. <laughs> I, I majored in uh, finding out whether I was college material and um, I passed with flying colors after just a semester <laughs> and a half.
3: <laughs> passed on to not college. <laughs> right. anymore. And,
1: and my, my master's thesis was, turns out, no.
3: Um. <laughs> I graduated... I think to spite other people. At the, mm-hmm. By the time I graduated, it was like, oh, you motherfuckers, I'm going to do
0: this now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It became more of that. But where uh, did you go to school? I went to Texas State. The first, So I went from 2000 to 2003, and then it was called Southwest Texas uh, in San mm. Marcos. And then I left and went back eight years later and finished my degree. And by then, I think they changed it my junior year there to Texas State um okay so that it okay. could seem more like a larger regional university instead of like a public, smaller big public yeah 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 so yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Nice. okay well let's talk t- let me talk about
3: the title real quick and then we can get in because i cannot wait to hear your story i know i'm, I'm real Man. excited <laughs> i cannot wait so okay uh what okay the, the title is we are all outsiders which i think it's how we all feel at mm-hmm. certain points, Yep, especially when you're in <laughs> college. Oh, oh, yeah. Jesus especially. Christ, yes. Um, <laughs> but the full quote, it's from Exit to Eden by Anne Rice, and the full quote is, What does all this mean finally, I kept asking like a college kid. Why does it make me want to cry? Maybe it's that we're all outsiders. We are all making our own unusual way through a wilderness of normality that is just a myth. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that. I liked that. It yeah. kind of it spoke to me. Yeah. In same. that, you know, well, and we're all freaks.
1: I think. Yep. <laughs> we're all freaks. <laughs> I, I think 2020 has certainly shown us that normality is a myth. Yes. Yes. Man, <laughs> what is normal? And
0: what will normal be after this? Oh, uh, the new normal, right? I yeah. I don't
1: know. I. I have... I don't know, but I just I hope the weirdest thing I experience in twenty twenty one is just baking my own bread. That's that's <laughs> is that's gonna yeah. be my threshold for weird. I just can't take any more scares. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Oh <laughs> what, there's so many I love that the phrase now is like the twenty like did anyone like whose twenty twenty bingo card is full up? <laughs> and it's just like <laughs> yes. it's like anything yeah. like man saves a Chihuahua from alligator in Florida. Like oh, all right, was all right, bingo think Yeah, like Ricky Schroeder of uh, Silver Spoons helps bail out a killer. Or uh, what?
0: Yeah, Yeah, like Johnny Rotten gets bitten on the penis by fleas. That happened. Also,
3: let me just say about that Johnny Rotten story. Since when can you look at Johnny Rotten and be like, is that Colin Quinn? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <'Cause-> <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You're so right. Oh, yeah, it, w- it oh, really
3: messed with me. I was like, is this wow. like an SNL extra special thing? Because that's Colin Quinn. I don't know who
1: they're trying <laughs> to oh say my god. It's not Johnny Rotten. You have just ruined <laughs> no. my punk phase. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> sorry.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Jesus. Yeah,
3: yeah, so things have oh. been weird. Things mm-hmm. have been weird. Things, things are, um, yeah. But what's nice is we can always lean on the weird.
1: Spooky yeah, stuff, and I do. Can... What I
3: do love is a couple of things about this year is that I, I was forced to find TikTok. Thank you, Michael, <laughs> and also I resent you for it.
1: <laughs> I regret but I nothing. Am on...
3: I am on, I guess, some spooky versions of TikTok. So you get some really Ooh. creepy ones that come in and videos that people make. Oh yeah. yeah, and there is now one of the women that was on Ghost Hunters. Ooh, she is on TikTok and she's talking about behind the scenes stuff. And she's like, nothing was ever faked. And she's like, I don't care what you, you know, anybody asks or whatever. I'll tell the truth about you know certain things. And so she has a whole thing that I love to. I I, she, I, I don't believe know her it. name. I, at all, right I now. I believe it, you mind. know, because <laughs> I great.
1: I used to watch Ghost Hunters religiously yeah, when it was same. first on, like the first four or five seasons, especially. Like I was crazy about it because mm-hmm, I just mm-hmm. thought it was a it was a good, uh, like man, it was just the best example of just how to do it without overdoing it. And yes, you know, if right. they they didn't always find stuff, frequently they debunked stuff, and yeah. on at least one occasion, they had one member who was uh, leaning a little too hard in the direction of like, well, if it's not, let's just make shit up. And they caught him and they ousted him. Nice. Which you don't see in you know, other, like, I just feel like, you know, they were, they were, they always struck me as being kind of fundamentally honest, even if I didn't always mm-hmm. agree with their quote unquote scientific approach. They still, yeah. I like, they weren't, they weren't shysters, you know, they weren't liars. Yeah. And, uh, and I still think two of the best pieces of video evidence of the paranormal I've ever seen have come from that show. The St. Augustine right. Lighthouse footage and uh, footage in, uh, uh, not Penn State no it is the the Penn State Penitentiary, the one where there's this shadow ooh. figure running down I'll I'll forward they, they're just they're really dr- oh yeah they're the, very dramatic the and they look now. they look like they could have been faked because they're just that good and wow, like no right. one has that kind of luck but I'm like I after doing some research, I'm convinced that they didn't fake it now they may have been tricked by someone they didn't realize. There's always that possibility. But whoever tricked them was doing a damn good job.
3: Yeah. There's a really good one on the new nukes this week.
1: Yeah, That looks like a
3: pet on the stairs. Like she has like a video camera that's a security camera that's recording the inside of the house. And you can see something kind of come up her basement stairs to the main floor. But it doesn't go all the way. And then it goes back down and she doesn't have any pets. So everybody was like, well, put it over the stairs so we can look down the stairs and she's like a real estate agent though she's not like a ghosty person and so yeah. she puts G- it over the ghosts stairs Ghosts do not
1: help her in her line of work <laughs> <laughs>
3: no or they it depends they on what do. you're how you're marketing it's all I'm, marketing yeah, yes. uh, where is the ghost location 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 <laughs> so, but when, when the features. camera's looking down the stairs it's like a misty like um like if you you were painting a cat with like Uh, watercolor and Mm -hmm. the brush strokes went behind it kind of it's like a swirl Mm-hmm. But with eyes. Oh my god! Very, gosh. very, so very, very
1: distinct luminescent eyes. Like I, like that yes. kind of glow that you get when you shine a light into a cat wow. or a dog's eyes. It you was know?
3: so good. It was, That's uh, amazing. It's, that one's good. Now, I Emily, mean, yeah.
1: if you don't know what we're talking about when we say nukes, there's a YouTuber uh, who the channel's name is Nukes Top Five, and mm-hmm. uh, um, mm-hmm. he he basically every week does like five ghost videos or or paranormal videos captured on you know what TikTok, whatever, and. There's a lot of YouTube channels that do this kind of thing and yes. his is without a doubt the best because one, his presentation is super good. He's super natural and he doesn't like, I didn't yeah. mean to say it like that. <laughs> he's very natural.
2: <laughs> um, yes.
1: Like he just himself, he doesn't try to creep it up by being like, and this is where the stairs, whatever. Like, I, hate, I hate when they try <laughs> yeah, to oversell yeah, it. I'm like, you don't I need do to. Too. So he just lets he the just clips says, kind of speak for themselves and he's got this really cool voice. Is it a ghost that, or
3: is it all just an elaborate
1: Elaborate hoax? Hoax? And he's got this, <laughs> just he's got this just so wonderfully textured Southern accent. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. Kentucky. It's got to be Kentucky or Tennessee. It's That's
3: very awesome. similar to Jack. And, uh, yeah. and uh, how do you it's spell it? This, it's Nuke's like like N U K
1: E. Apostle okay. S Top five. Yeah. And nice. he's okay. it's just good videos. They come out once a week. And like I'd love to meet him one day because I just love how he he edits like everything about the channel. Like, there's in in a. In a market that's just glutted with creepy YouTube, like video, like yeah, uh, whatever yeah. breakdowns, like his is is the best far and away. That's
3: yeah, awesome. I don't like it when they try to oversell, like, ooh, isn't this creepy? It's yeah. like, no, just watch it. Or there's also
1: um, some YouTubers, God love them, just because of the algorithm, they're trying to catch up and stay monetized. And so they do it like every day. And it's like, there's no oh. way you're finding good clips like this every day. No and way. so they work in a lot. Yeah. So you might get one good clip out of every six videos, mm-hmm. you know, and the rest of it's like, that's bullshit. That's clearly fake, or that's clearly like, That's just whatever, that's dust, or you know, and they always like Could it be a person? You're like, Yes, it's probably a fucking person. (laughs) A Um, real life. I think my favorite
3: that he has done is there's um one of the clips, because he does like five or six clips. It can last from 15 minutes to 30 minutes, depending. Yeah. And so (laughs) there's one where there's a guy who most of his stuff I think is bullshit. But he Mm -hmm. is in uh, a cemetery by himself. Mm and he has a new night vision camera and he looks in a window that's in like inside um like the mausoleum kind of thing and he right. looks in the window and there is a woman in like a nightgown dress
1: yeah. just sitting
3: yeah. there <gasps> In the pitch black dark little by little herself, woman. just sitting it. there.
1: And he later, and, so and he later creepy. sees her I'm outside, chills. sitting yes. on one of the retaining walls, and she's just there. Now, I think she was probably just a real flesh and blood woman Person. who had yes, wandered she was, there yeah. at the night. But that's just as fucking creepy. That's just right. as creepy. <laughs>
3: sitting, and that's the <laughs> thing too when he he goes and she's sitting in front of a wall okay. that must, you know, that either has ashes in it or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's just sitting there. I mean, and it's the middle of the night and there's no light. And she's just sitting there in the darkness. Wow. And he shines the light on her and is like, are you okay? Do you need anything? And she ignores him and then just looks at him real quick. And it's, I mean, it's <laughs> so creepy. Cause I, why is this woman in the yeah. pitch black in the cemetery, yeah. right? Like, it like yeah. it's sad. oh, it's so good. It's, oh, it's very
1: sad cause and... you think she's probably there to just kind of spend time with, with someone she knows that probably yeah. recently passed away yeah, or something. Grief, yeah. it's, the it's, devil. The devil. Yes. yes,
0: she was trafficking <laughs> with Satan.
1: Not she all was. old people know the devil personally. A lot of them
0: do. <laughs> yes, but not all. Yeah. Uh, and yes. if you
1: want to meet the devil, you don't go to a cemetery. Come on, come nah. on. No. no you go to a do.
3: party in D.C. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trump Hotel. <laughs> you, you run you, for you government. Go, you, you go to Mar-a-Lago.
1: Um, <laughs> <Yes>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I think even the devil's backed out on him at this point. So. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> raise. It's
0: too crazy. It's
3: too crazy. It's too <laughs> evil. It's too <laughs> nasty.
1: like, I'm not going to perjure myself in court. <laughs> yeah, you go fuck yourself. Far. Um, yeah, anyway. I mean,
3: isn't it the whole thing, like, <laughs> the devil's biggest trick is convincing people he didn't exist? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you look at Mar-a-Lago, and you're like, devil? And he's like, I can't be a part of that. They love <laughs> you. Like
1: a yeah, it's obvious. It's, it's, very, it's, very, it's a not place. my brand. Not my brand. Yeah.
3: <laughs> not my brand. <laughs>
1: it's too, um, it's I've so got so to be, be subtly. It's too, car- <laughs> it's too cartoony. I feel like I'm being made fun of.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. also
2: gauche. <laughs> uh, right?
1: <laughs> oh, oh, my God. We should so, just do
3: an episode where you make jokes about Trump the whole time. Yes. Was. I mean,
1: do it while we can, because pretty soon, who he's fucking gonna, cares? Yeah, he's going <laughs> to disappear. I can't That's wait right. uh, So here's uh, the
3: question. Uh, this is just a side question, then we probably uh-huh. have to get started. But <laughs> do you think that Trump is going to just be free? And continuing to trump himself, <laughs> or is he going to go to prison or suffer some sort of consequences, or is he going to be murdered by one of the many people that he owes money to, or that is afraid that he's going to turn on them? Huh. I hope. And it's if so, the who? Oof.
0: Yeah.
1: I I think I think he's going to fake his own death to avoid his tax debt. Yeah. And and but then he's yeah. going to try to resurface as a different personality, like, and it's gonna be worse than Garth Brooks being Chris Gaines. (laughs) Like, he's gonna be like, he's just gonna dye his hair black. And like try to put on some cockamamie accent and like be from Brazil, and he's like, nah, nah, I'm, uh, my name is, and you're like, you're, he's gonna go by like Vrump. He's just gonna, his new name is gonna be like Ronald Vrump, and and he's gonna think that that's 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 his version of the witness protection program. I've got the best people. I've got the best people keeping me safe.
3: Yeah.
2: Stop
1: and ignorance. then they, they will
3: I just because I was thinking about it and I was like, realistically, this guy, you know, he owes money. Yeah. He is ripe for the plucking for somebody who wants him to turn. Okay, we'll yes. give you this money. Like, is someone gonna give him money for se- secrets, right? Mm. Of US secrets? Oh, because uh, I don't put it past him to sell that as not at all. quick as possible. So then do you have the US that. military that's gonna try to protect the government from a previous I, president? Do you have oof. mafia that doesn't want him to say whatever? I don't
1: think you know, like, you that's going to happen because I don't think anyone's afraid of enough of him being able to remember important shit. Yeah. True. Like, well, he never true. listened to really those fucking attention. meetings. So, like, no one's going to pay him money.
0: <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> I honestly think, like, the most likely scenario is that he will get taken to court mm-hmm. um in various places new york scotland now has stuff yep. against yeah, him. yeah. Um, i love that they're just gonna take so it if he doesn't show up many uh, uh, so uh, lawsuits. delicious but that like i think he'll just wither away and die like honestly i think yeah. that he he no longer being fed like his ego no longer being fed by the presidency and i think that his base will eventually forget about him and without that attention to sustain him he will just yeah. fade into the background Shh. and disappear. Let's and hope. Yeah, I think.
1: Know. I think. Um, I mean, he can't be long for this world. He's like no a thousand way. years old, and he fucking eats cheeseburgers like, you, you know, hamburgers? all day. Um, <laughs> so, but I, I bet you anything. I think I bet before he goes, he's gonna have a stint on either Fox or OAN as a commentator. Or like that, that's what is that, gonna. Newsmax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The new, uh, the, the new little, crazy fucking one. Like gross. he's gonna go on there. He's they're just gonna hire him to be a news commentator. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Because they know they could get him dirt cheap now.
3: (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, right. My new favorite thing is everybody, you know, I guess someone was like, oh, you know, the Republicans in Georgia didn't make sure that Trump won. So now we shouldn't vote for the Republican senators because they didn't help him win. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so they're going to write Trump in if they go vote. (laughs) And so now (laughs) everybody else that thinks that is against that is like, you should totally do that. You should, you're mm-hmm. right. Totally you're right. Republican leadership. I mean, we've been
1: trying to tell them battling. for years that Republican leadership has been failing them. And I,
3: yeah. And yeah. So. That's my new favorite thing. But <laughs> of <love laughs> course, by <laughs> the time this airs tomorrow, who knows what it will be. Yeah.
1: I, <laughs> I, I do love that we got the closest thing to a concession speech we're ever going to get from that son of a bitch. I <laughs> that, that, like,
0: that? that what happened uh, today? He,
1: uh, yesterday. He was like, oh, you yesterday. know, once once the final case he had going and I think it was Pennsylvania was thrown uh-huh. out with pretty severe prejudice by the judge going like whatever and even and even Chris Christie was saying like Guys, you you talk that you say you're going to bring this fraud case to court, but you don't actually argue fraud in court. Mm-hmm. Once you're there, you just kind of go, no, we have nothing because they're not going to they're not going <laughs> to yeah. risk being perjured. They're just trying to yeah. stir up enough shit on, in the yep. media because they me think people are going to get mad. That, that
3: triggers some real PTSD in
1: oh, me. Right. God, <laughs> like,
3: and, like, oh,
2: and just like oh, and just like in the case you're
1: referring to, Jamie, it doesn't fucking work. And yeah. so like the judge throws it out, and, out. and have <laughs> twy, and again, even conservative judges, all of them, by the way, as far as I know, have and Conservative judges going, no, you, you don't have a case, fuck off. Yeah, and so yeah. now, so he hasn't conceded, but he did say like we're gonna go ahead and let the GSA begin the transition process. Right, the Biden right, team okay. And right. But you, you know knew that okay, she'd we, done we,
3: that, we don't but... need to get into any more of that. But I, I love <laughs> that. I think she was just scared of katie what's her name with the whiteboard and oh, she yeah. didn't want to have to talk to because she was supposed to go testify and right. she didn't show up and then all of a sudden she's okay anyway oh uh, anyway. i would have loved to have seen that katie Porter i know just, like, i was really her. excited about it we yeah.
1: gotta stop but talking no. politics because they really overshadow like nothing is nothing we're gonna say now is, is frightening is, yeah,
3: <laughs> yeah as ghoulish <laughs> terrifying is that um, but uh, 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 so okay let's redirect because right. <laughs> we can deep, talk about deep this. breath
1: let's go into something <laughs> okay. less terrifying um, like the dead coming back yeah
3: let's let's yes. talk about the undead that'll be common. it's <laughs> mm-hmm. better it's comforting <laughs> so what so so it's in um where did you say that it's in San Marcos, uh, Texas. San Marcos. San Marcos has an outlet mall, correct? Yes, you know right they do. That? Yeah, they yeah, do. They have a really big outlet mall. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what? <laughs> I just love that you know you, that. What, look, I will know. <laughs> no, you're it's like a great San Marcos
1: has an outlet mall, correct? It's like, a yeah, good outlet mall. It is. I mean, <laughs> that's it's great. great. One of the that's outlet awesome. malls that's... that
3: actually has outlet stores. It's not the outlet mm-hmm. mall that's like, oh yeah, this is the outlet, and we just have like a second. You know, manufacturer league. that does shitty stuff, yes. and then we sell it. That's not like that. No, it's not like the old Legit. Navy of the Gap or Banana Republic, right? Like, it, it, it's that's kind of how that was. Yep. Um, but uh, it's a real one, so it's a good one. So yes, what? So did you stay? Was it at the dorms? Where did? Oh my, oh, my goodness! Ghosty stuff
0: happened. Well, as soon as I got there, there were all of these urban legends that I kept hearing. Um, so San Marcos is it's right sort of equidistant between uh, Austin and San Antonio. It's a little bit closer to Austin, a little farther north. But um, it, there is the San Marcos River that flows through there. And then all around, there are all of these rivers, um, the Blanco River, New Braunfels River and lakes and stuff like that. But it's always felt like a really spiritually active place to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a few like personal stories of things that happened to me. And then I was also just looking into some of these legends and there are tons in that area and in San Marcos yeah. in particular. It's something
1: about the but, rivers and the moving the moving water. Like they are, yeah. where there's a lot of moving, there's always activity around bodies of water that are in motion. It's, Absolutely. It's, it's been that way since ancient times. It's weird. It's so yep. weird. Mm-hmm. It is
0: weird, but it makes sense to me. You know, it's like, yeah. if you think about that's where like, humans i mean that's where life was you know if you were by water you could drink you could you know catch fish like you had a high likelihood of survival so i think there's always been a lot of human activity around bodies of water well most um, creatures really yeah all Yeah. Yeah. yeah true true um so that actually brings me to my my first sort of experience um so the the theater building at texas state sits on what they call the moat it's like it's not a an actual moat, because it's not a body of water like surrounding the building, but it's rather like there's this sort of like swampy area, this little body of water. And then it's this round red brick building on stilts in the water. And then mm. right across the street is the San Marcus River and like Sewell Park, and um a whole bunch of there are lots of little pockets of water around it. But it's always been rumored to be haunted. Um, but the main story there is this guy named Ramsey. And I believe he was either an administrative worker or a professor, but he worked there, I think, in the 70s, and he hung himself. Um, Yeah. Um, And he didn't do it in the building, but he he was there a lot, and he would, like, you know, be there. But (laughs) so (laughs) apparently he haunts the building um and has ever since the 70s in fact we would have this like award ceremony at the end of every year that was sort of like our oscars and we called it the Ramses um and it was started in his honor but uh people would see him hear him uh he would get blamed for lights going off randomly mm. things like that but there was this area in the building called the understage and I guess you could, you know, you probably guess why it's under was the it stage. Was it like under the stage? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah, it's like oh, right, okay, yeah. right Thank under you. the stage. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> but so the building, like I said, was round and it had hallways around the perimeter, and then the understage, under the stage, and then the stage on top of that, and then like classrooms or whatever. But um, so I would always cut through the understage when there wasn't a class or rehearsal going on in there, just to you know take a shortcut. And I did this a couple of times late at night, and I swear it was like I walked into the space and felt like I had interrupted a rehearsal and like but there was nobody there and you know there were times where we would be rehearsing scenes there late at night for class and see shadow figures in your peripheral vision, just like weird creepy sounds um so that happened um Oof. and always the theater always yeah always. and if
1: and you're yeah. if you're an actor like for anyone listening if you're an actor you 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 know all too well the feeling of you walking in on a rehearsal mm-hmm. that's going on and erupting mm-hmm. it. Like, there's there's yeah, just it's like, It's oh shit. It's a, oh, very, yeah. in, it's a very specific, intense electric sensation where you're like, oh yes. shit, fuck, it's on me. Right. I'm, st- <laughs> I'm stealing focus. <laughs> <I> mean, <let's laughs>
3: well, and there's, I've said it a thousand times and I'll say it a thousand times more, but actors exchange energy. That's our mm-hmm. job. And so we're very, very sensitive yeah, we're, to the we're you know, very... energy of a space and what other energy people are giving off because that's that's the whole, that's what we are trained that's, to That's, do that's what we work with. you energy, with. take your energy, you Yep, exchange yeah. it. Yep. And so... Yeah, it's very, it's a it's
1: Actors a Actors let their guard down because we're supposed to react and we're supposed to react mm-hmm. yes. to the subtlest of stimuli and so and unlike vulnerable. most people who have built mm-hmm. up calluses because they have, you know those te- being sensitive doesn't help you in day to day life, uh, really <laughs> yeah. uh, Except in, in, in Sometimes except in limited... it
3: makes it real hard <laughs> Some, yeah. it's weird. It,
1: You know, you're not Sometimes. wrong uh, But actors, you know, when we're on stage we gotta commit to being super reactive and sensitive and I think, mm-hmm. you know, letting training ourselves to let our guard down kind of opens us up to the same kind of state of being that a lot of you know ancient shaman experienced, which is what yes. supposedly mm-hmm. helped them communicate with the other world or with spirits yep. or what have you and so actors you know as as highfalutin as it may sound actors are more prone to have those types of experiences because yep. We train ourselves to be hungry for for external stimulus, and so we're looking for everything, whether we know it or not. And then whatever comes in, we're like, "Oh, that's a thing." So whereas, you know, say my mom uh, might walk into that same space and not feel anything because she's just anything. she's got yeah. her armor on, and you know, but yeah. we would walk in that space and be like, "There's someone here, and I'm being looked at." And believe yeah. me, as right. an actor, I know the feeling of being looked at.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like you're an open yep. conduit. You know, you're supposed yes. to like let energy flow through you, and so you are just mm-hmm. sort of like porous mm-hmm. and you know listening it's always listening
3: yeah
2: yeah yeah Uh, and and, and that i think
3: too is because of that energy exchange theaters are just great vessels to hold on to it because that's there it's just that space is nothing but high emotional energy yep all the time and so yeah but yeah that's All of that is to say theaters are haunted.
0: Yes. Well, and so, I mean, that's, like, (laughs) just sort of a a general, you know, paranormal experience that I had in the theater building. But I was pretty into, like, ghost hunting and stuff back then. And there was this, like, the most infamous sort of haunted place in San Marcos is the Pike House, Um, the Pi Kappa Alpha frat house. Um, It's this, like, big you know, huge old house, or was rather, I'll get to that. But um, oh. it was a World War I <laughs> barracks. It was a hospital. Um, it was all kinds of things that are very energetically attractive, I think, mm-hmm. and, like, generate a lot of emotional energy. But then it was the Pike's house. Um, and I forget when. I think it was in the 80s. Um, this hazing incident happened, and it was, you know, hazing gone wrong, and a pledge died and so Oof. they i don't i don't remember exactly how it came about but all of the other pledges like nailed their pledge books to the wall in the room where he had died and they like set them on fire or whatever um but then oh, they wow. got something happened again later with them and they got um banned so they vacated mm. the house and it was abandoned and it was like a huge spot where everybody would go and like oh, let's go sneak into the Pike house and look around but um so i have two sort of really eerie experiences from there Um, the first time I went with a group of friends and I brought my micro recorder and I had it and I just was like I'm gonna hit record as soon as we get in there and I'm gonna you know have it recording the entire time and then I'll just listen to the tape later so I did that didn't hear anything, didn't feel anything the whole time we were there, except for the normal, like, oh God, this place is creepy. Like, particularly yeah. the third floor was like, oh, this feels weird. Oh my God, you guys. Um, <laughs> and actually, uh, Maxie Whitehead, I don't know if you guys know her. Oh, she's yeah. She's yeah. yeah. voice actor. She was my roommate at Texas State. Oh, and, no, uh, shit. Oh. she was there. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> That's awesome. Amazing. That's funny. <laughs>
0: it's not crazy. Oh, so Ma- it like, Maxie's fucking mo- great.
1: Uh, Maxi is yeah, good the- people. <laughs> I love Maxie. I, I adore yeah. her.
3: Yeah. It amazing. was the most adorable ghost hunt ever. Yes. Absolutely.
1: I don't know. I'm also so, <laughs> pretty sure Maxie's ready to throw down if shit gets real. Hell yeah.
0: Like, that's Max. true. That's true. But <laughs> it, <laughs> it would still
3: be adorable.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I suppose it was. <laughs> um, so, so, like, you know, we went, we hunted the ghosts and, like, we were like, oh, that was creepy, but nothing weird really happened. Had my recorder in my hand the entire time. We got back to our dorm, which was, like, this, it was Falls Hall and it was this tiny little room. I mean, the entire room was probably, like, 10 feet by 10 feet you know with the yeah. beds and the closets all that very small so we're getting ready to go to bed and i was like where is my micro recorder and I, like i wanted to listen to the recordings and we couldn't find it we looked at my backpack we looked at my purse we tore the whole room apart could not find it at all and i was like i guess i must have dropped it while i was there but i remember having it in the car maybe it's in um ellie's car or whatever so i was like what we'll just look more tomorrow we were tired went to sleep i woke up at like 5 a.m pre-dawn it was kind of dark in the room and i looked and on the corner of my desk there sat my micro, micro recorder just like plain as day would not have i have chills <laughs> and I Missed it. Like there's no way we could have torn that room apart looking for it and not seen it just sitting i mean yes. like yeah like they text right it there or a snake it would have bit us but um right. so then i listened to it later and nothing, I didn't really hear anything except when we were on the third floor, you just hear a piano go ding, <gasps> ding, <gasps> ding. And that was it. <sighs> <laughs> oh, my, That's again. So good. So, um, <laughs> so that happened. And then a couple of years later, I went back with my boyfriend at the time and his friend, and we bought brought a camcorder. Um, and so the Pike House has like main floors, like common areas, but then on. I think there are four floors total, or there were. Um, but there's so one going floor. back into it, having mm-hmm. been in before. Mm-hmm. What was that? Were you extra oh, yeah. alert or yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah? Oh yeah. And there were only three of us this time, whereas before mm. there had been like eight of us. So we were like oh, super wow. creeped so out super
1: and... like wow, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. we're also. <laughs>
0: probably stoned off our asses. So right there's that. So it's an elevated experience. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's just called it. It's just it a, like a relaxed yet just, elevated. It's yeah, just investigatory exactly. prep. That's and we thought, all. Well like this will make us more sensitive to energies, man. So like <laughs>
1: anyway. I mean it, so, it, it does.
2: It
0: can. <laughs> it does, yeah. <laughs> and it may have. But it was kind of similar in that like we, we filmed the entire time. This guy Jared had the camera. Um he, hit record the moment we got in there and recorded the entire time. We didn't notice anything while we were there. Um again, it felt creepy, like there's always that feeling of like I don't feel like I'm alone here, but I can't explain why.
2: Mm-hmm, um uh-huh. but
0: then we as we watched the video when we got to the third floor, it's basically that was where the dorms were. And so it was just this long hallway of doors. Um stairs in the middle and then just hallways on either side. Um so we get up there and my boyfriend and I are standing like right at the top of the stairs. Jared had come up first, so he's standing like in front of us. We're facing the camera. Um, and Jared has the his the camera on us. And you can see that like the doors right behind us are wide open. He pans to the other side and pans back in about the timing that I just described. And when he panned back, the doors behind us were closed. Um, <gasps> and like we had, you could tell we had not moved. We were standing the, in the exact same positions facing the camera. like. In that timing, if, if one of us had, had tried to shut the door, there would be some sort of movement. But we were, like, stock still. Um, and we didn't notice. Oh. He didn't notice when he yeah. was filming. We didn't was notice there... while we were there. It was oh, only it. watching the recording. Could you hear? Oh, was there any noise it. of the doors no, closing? Or were no just, noise, no like, movement, no wind, up. nothing. We had oh. no idea. And, like, you know, I, I'm i pretty hypersensitive to stuff like that. I know mm-hmm. that if I would have felt something, I would have been like, holy shit, oh my god. You know, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Creepy. That Ooh. is creepy. Oh, that's Oh, and good. then it um it burned down. Arsonists burned it down in like 2007 and there was oh. a huge crowd. And it was a big deal and we all mourned. We were like, "No." Oh god.
1: Did they ever find so, out why? So. Did they ever catch who did it?
0: No. No. Nope. It oh, was just wow. man.
1: Cause in of, my uh, movie, it, yeah. <laughs> someone, this
3: is something else we do. In my movie, somebody was doing some sort of ritual, some seance Ooh, it was or something. Ritual, yeah. Something like that. Mm-hmm. that
1: I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. But hear me out. In, in my movie, someone went there and had their own investigation. And had Mm -hmm. some, and like was not lucky and like had some Mm -hmm. shit follow them. And they got to the point where Mm -hmm. like the only way to like fix my own, like is to burn it down. Like (laughs) I like that (laughs) too. But of course
3: it didn't work. And then anything that was in that building became attached to him. Cause it was obviously a dude
0: yes obviously
1: <laughs> i mean i mean yeah i'm i'll, I'll fair fair I, fair
3: sorry it's just that's what it seems to me it yeah. seems appropriate totally. yeah oh my god that's so crazy
0: <laughs> oh that's
1: good oh that's my good. god
0: well and good then size. i mean like looking into san Marcos in general there were these witches the jerry witches that were part of a um spanish mission and um in like 1682 to 1691 but they were accused of witchcraft heres- heresy blasphemy murder and they were hung stripped naked hung and burned um yeah. i guess they like hung them up and then burned them but apparently there's this cave there called the wonder world cave where they do like tours or whatever and you can sometimes reports have it that there is a woman heard wailing and, like, walking around looking for her daughter, and then nearby, down by the river, they see a young younger woman, like, kneeling and weeping and, like, yeah. So there, there's all kinds of stuff uh, in that town. Yeah, that's the, that uh, uh, sounds like
1: <clears throat> La Llorona to me, like, the, yeah, the, the riverside right? weeping woman. But, don't I mean,
0: see her. <laughs> yeah,
1: don't, don't. It's not. It's not. It's never a good sign.
3: No, um, no. But see, don't. that's the thing, is La Llorona can't have all of Texas and... That's true. New Mexico and... Mexico.
2: I don't know. It's like in in, in
1: the ghost world, in in, in the ghost world, there has to be the equivalent of a mall Santa. And when you die, (laughs) if you stick around, some bureaucratic otherworldly body assigns you a role to play. Like, look, you're going to be La Llorona for this region. You're going to be La Llorona for this region. You're going to be the Phantom (laughs) Hitchhiker for this reason. You're going to be the Hat Man for this region. Like, I feel like there's a bunch. And I love I would love one day. After I am gone, years from now, hopefully knockwood um, that I get to like <laughs> just hang out in and the and in like in the bar or the craft services area of the afterlife where I get to hang out with a bunch of people that play these parts and be like, so what is oh it gosh. like? being like Llorona. And how does your portrayal differ from Rebecca's portrayal? <laughs> because what she did, her whole Riverside thing, that was a very strong choice. Very it was fresh. very avant-garde. But you took yeah. it to a whole other level and decided to add, like, the whole shrieking thing into it. Now, was that, did mm-hmm. that, that just come to you? Or, <laughs> like, you're in like, my well, mind, that's how it works. In that first person,
3: they decided I should haunt a river that was hundreds of miles away oh, from the Rio Grande, <laughs> or not the Rio Grande, but <laughs> <the>, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it is the Rio Grande, isn't it? The one that she's supposed to haunt. I think, so.
2: Hunt.
1: I think, yeah. I think that's so. Yeah, like, yeah. But
3: that's over by New Mexico. Mm-hmm. San Antonio is what uh, ten hours away? Nine hours? You away, would something from you there, would yeah. be the
1: ghost to bitch about your assignment. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah, it doesn't make any sense. So if you're Why gonna come that
2: haunt far this away, area from- this is so much <laughs> closer to where so I much died. Much nicer here.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just saying, locale speaking. Location, yeah. location, location. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> far away. <laughs> Texas is giant.
1: So you just gotta slip them. Um. You gotta slip a fiver if you want like the good work. You gotta right. like, you know, you gotta. I mean, or, you guys. No, you just gotta is, make sure you go to the afterlife with work. a really updated, with a good, uh, good updated demo reel.
0: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. so yeah, you are wailing, you're, <laughs> you know. But I feel like if
3: you you want the one that's too far away for people to think it's La Llorona because that way you can you can make you it stand
1: your out. Own. Yeah, yeah, you stand absolutely. out. Yeah, <laughs>
3: absolutely. <laughs> this is logical. We're logical. Okay. Do we want to get into store? do we want to get into some of the ghost stories that we've looked at for our colleges, our universities?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looked at? Let's let's do it. Okay.
3: Well, in an effort to reach other listeners, we—I uh, did a couple of colleges that are outside of the United States, and so I'll start with my first one. Um, that is Royal Roads University in Colwood, British Columbia, Canada. Lovely, Canada. So my sources on this is an article – I wrote Articly. That's not right. It's an article. (laughs) Articly. Uh, (laughs) Articly Articly. by Ginny. Yeah, that's probably what it is. An article by Ginny Seaman on crossroads.royalroads.ca. An article by Kendra Wong on Victoria News. So Royal Roads University is a public university located on the grounds of the former – this is going to be hard to say – who it's uh, Ro- the former Royal Roads <laughs> <Rhodes> Military College. <laughs> nice. That's, yeah, thank I you. I love every thank episode
1: you. we find a new warm up.
3: It's <laughs> the former Royal Roads Military College former at Hatley Royal Roads National Historic Site on Vancouver Island. Nice. Awesome. So- The university's main building, Hatley Castle, was completed in 1908 for coal and rail baron James Dunsmuir. It's D-U-N-S-M-U-I-R. Dunsmuir.
1: Dunsmuir. Dunsmuir.
3: Dunsmuir. 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 Are we Dunsmuir? Is we okay? We'll go with Dunsmuir. (laughs) Sounds (laughs) great. Uh, he was premier of British Columbia and then lieutenant governor during the first decade of the 1900s. Mm. At the outbreak of World War II, plans were made for King George the Sixth, the Sixth, and Queen Elizabeth, and Princess Elizabeth and Princess Margaret to reside in Canada. Ooh. Hatley Castle was purchased by the federal government in 1940 for use as the king's royal palace, but it was decided that having the royal family leave the U.K. at the time of war would be too big of a blow to morale, so the family stayed mm-hmm. in London. Makes sense. Um, instead of—I'm sure they covered that in The Crown. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually. <laughs> they don't. They should have. They should have. It seems like something they would have, like— I know, right? —staying in, in the war zone, because that was yeah. not safe. Um nope. But let's back up a little bit and talk (laughs) about James Dunsmuir, or more specifically Dunsmuir's son, who was also a James, uh, Lieutenant James Dunsmuir Jr. Mm -hmm. He was nicknamed Boy, so that's fun. That's Um, that's (laughs) a terrible nickname. (laughs) Boy, he was the youngest son of the Dunsmuir family, but he was also James's favorite, it Hmm. appeared to be. And he was 21, held a commission (laughs) in the Canadian Mounted Rifles. But he was on board the Lusitania on his way to go to war to fight. And it's like he kept trying to get sent and they wouldn't. So he went to New York and got on – the ships to get there so he put himself oh. on that ship to go oh. God, and Tragic. that's when for those who don't know it was torpedoed by the german submarine u-20 on may 7th 1915 off the southern coast of ireland killing 1198 passengers and crew
1: yeah it, including it, it was James. a passenger ship oh, not wow. not a military yeah. ship yeah so, so the yeah. fact Ugh. that the germans Anus. bombed it was a huge huge thing it was a huge pain as we we didn't get
3: involved for another couple of years, but it was one of the main things that got uh the U.S. to be like, Wait a minute,
1: wait a <laughs> yeah. no second, you just can't shoot um, our li- ocean okay, liners, that.
3: That. yeah. And that yeah. was World War One,
1: mm-hmm. yes. World War mm-hmm. One, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, the Queen was was gonna move for World War Two just to get that, mm. straight. okay, okay, uh, yeah. Uh, boys was. Boy was James' planned heir to the estate and family fortune, and it is said that he was so distraught on hearing of his son's death that he played the tune Where, Oh Where Is My Wondering Boy Tonight oh. over and over and oh. over oh. until his wife, Laura, had to hide the record from him or break it, depending upon who you talk to. Oh. Um
2: Oh, God. In order to get My him to heart. stop doing it. It's yeah. so sad. Yeah. But I also think After she's that, like, she's
1: like grieving too. And she's like, look, I'm grieving too. And I love this yeah. song, but I want to continue just loving it. So I'm just going to smash song. this fucking record. Yeah. yeah. Here's the sheet um, music.
3: James ended up dying not long afterwards. And <laughs> oh. so a lot of people said he died from a broken heart from losing oh. his
1: favorite son. Oh, uh, oh that's so uh, sad. He hears, that's so sad. Yeah.
3: It is sad. It is sad. But that's. We talk about dead people so it's
1: I know but <laughs> give us generally. something give us something fun <laughs> like a murder
0: <laughs> I know those are way more fun. We did just talk about 1,900 people getting murdered, so there's that. That's true. That was
3: <sighs>
1: Man, straight up I, murder. You know, I guess. I guess. Murder most foul. Murder But that's too rich. You gotta have foul. a balance. Like when yeah, I want dessert, I don't, when, I, when I want dessert, I don't want I don't want savory, but I also don't want something that's gonna make me puke. So you know, it's a balance. Murder is just I the have perfect feelings. murder. Just uh, one so, singular murder is the perfect raspberry tart.
3: <laughs> 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 uh, okay, so. Many, many, many years later, uh, when James's private study had long been converted to the commandant's office, the same mournful tune could be heard echoing through the castle. (laughs) (laughs) To this day, workers have seen or heard strange noises coming from the same area. Some say they've heard music playing, shuffling footsteps, and the sound of cupboards being opened and closed as if someone was pacing back and forth looking for something. The record... the record. Oh. oh, yeah. Right, right. Um, boy's oh. mother. That's good. That's yeah, good. I like this good. movie. That's good. That's right. Um, we sh- guys, we would mother, be a great Laura. investigative
1: team. I'm just saying.
3: <laughs> no. <laughs> we're doing it again. Uh, okay. So, Laura, who was his mother, the boy, the boy or boy's mother, depend- mm-hmm. it's it's a challenge to work that out. <laughs> um, but uh, she was actually always convinced that her boy hadn't actually been killed and that he would return one day. Oh, for Sad. her home the rest of her God. life oh, after her death in 1937 the family dispersed and the canadian government acquired the castle turning it into royal roads university mm-hmm. when the college first opened um boys room and surrounding areas were turned into dormitories for young cadets so it was a cadets it was a military <coughs> college version, right and um so that space was turned into dorms for the guys <laughs> But many cadets were too afraid to venture up and go to sleep there. Many reported seeing the ghost of an old woman, presumably Laura, who would stalk the dormitory and stand at the foot of every bed to see if one of the cadets was boy.
0: Oh, my God. My heart, the, I can't take it. No, it's so sad. I got it. Yeah. When, sh- when the another, cadets I need were another sleeping.
3: drink. <laughs> Can you imagine, though, being one of the cadets yeah. to see her and then being like, I that's mean, so sad. <laughs> sad? No,
0: they're just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Oh my oh, <yeah."> god! She's <laughs> like, uh, boy, 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 <laughs> I have a boy, it, I am a boy! I'm a man! <laughs>
3: <Just> woman? Ah! Gonna... <laughs> uh, uh, so. Lady! Ba- The other thing is, too, while they were sleeping, if she couldn't see their faces, she would pull the sheets off of them until their faces were revealed. Oh, God. One cadet reported that he had woken one night to find a little old woman grasping his foot. Ooh! He had a hard time shaking himself free, and when he did, the woman disappeared. Oh, my God. There were also reports from cadets who claimed to have seen a crying girl in one particular dorm. After a few moments, she would appear to float out towards the sea through a window. It's supposed that this is the ghost of a young maid, Annabelle, who died while in the Dunsmuir's employment. Workers have seen ghostly presences, especially in the lower level, which used to be the kitchen. Hmm. A story back from the Dunsmuir era is reported in the book, Ghosts, True Stories from British Columbia by Robert C. Bellick. The wife of James's brother, Alexander, stayed briefly at the Dunsmere house, Burleth, after Alex's funeral in San Francisco in 1899. Unwell herself, Josephine had been delaying a necessary surgery to treat her cancer. Standing at the window late one night, she was shocked to see an image of her husband, who said, Josephine pet, you better not stay too long or you'll be late for your operation. She apparently packed up and left the very next day. Whoa. Visitors on a tour of the castle in the late 1990s reported hearing the chiming of a small bell up in the tower followed by the opening of a small doorway that had not been visible before. Custodial staff working late in the castle have also noted doors and windows appearing to open and close on their own. A newspaper article from the Times Colonist in February 2007 reports that that ghost specialists spent a night at the castle collecting data from video cameras and sound and temperature recorders. The specialists reported seeing various male and female spirits felt areas of strong energy in some rooms mm-hmm. and heard knocking from other areas. The third floor boardroom was said to be a place of very strong energy. Oh my and, goodness, I want to go there. Right. You know, <laughs> also just, uh, British Columbia is great. Yeah, um, yeah. An episode of Creepy Canada was filmed there in 2003 <laughs> and tells the story of the youngest Dunsmere daughter, Dola, who saw visions of her brother boy on the grounds after he had died at sea. Oh. Oh. So there you have it.
1: Oh
0: wow. my goodness! Oh. That is so cool. So yeah.
1: so sad. It's like I'm, I I, I'm real stuck on the sad thing. I just mine is no. just mine just deals with murder and like spontaneous combustion. So we're gonna be good. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah.
3: What is more sad? Now they're all very sad. Mm. I
1: don't know. <sighs> Somehow, to me, the more Murder's gruesome. the sad. I mean, it can sad. be. Sometimes murder is just like, yeah, we saw that coming. Um,
3: <laughs> uh, well, all right. I guess we should let you tell, and then we can judge.
1: Well, uh, let's take a quick break, because mine, mine is a little meaty. So okay. let's take a quick uh, pee break and a refill our drink break, and then we will jump okay. into St. Mary's College, Winona, Minnesota. Ooh. Ooh.
3: Okay. It's Patreon commercial time. It's Patreon commercial time. Uh, hi. 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 It's time for us to talk about our Patreon. So for uh, those who have been wondering, we do have a Patreon. Um, We have a really, really wonderful community on there. We have lots of different tiers for donations that get different things. For example, um, if you are on, I believe the eight tier and up, you are a member of the Mm -hmm. Discord. You can go in there and chat with people about all different Mm. kinds of things. We also have, um, you know, like for example, the. Halloween, we had major discounts for people who were on our, uh, our patron members. Like So our fans got discounts. 50% off of some of the merch that we were, or the, the voiceover stuff that we were offering. So, uh, keep, keep that in mind too. But we also really, really love your support financially. Uh, the Patreon helps us keep this thing, uh, afloat, <laughs> including, paying Matt Grounds, um, our wonderful engineer. Without him, we would not have a podcast. So true. That is just that. We
1: love you, Matt.
3: We love you, Matt. Uh, So thank you guys for your support. If you're already supporting us on Patreon, um, if you haven't uh, joined yet, we would like you to consider it. We really do appreciate all the help that we get there. And for those who are listeners and just supporting us through listening as well, we adore you all. Uh, so thank you, thank you for your support Please join the Patreon
1: if you can yes, Anything yes. else, Michael? Uh, that's it, uh, thank you, we love you And please join and support so that this is the only Commercial you have to hear That's
3: right, alright Yay, yay Patreon I don't know how to end it <laughs>
1: Yay Patrons <laughs>
3: There it is, Patreon, woohoo Oh, Patreon.com Google Intentions, there you go That's the end <laughs> okay, we're back. <at. laughs>
1: that was great. Our listeners never hear this part, but we always clap in unison or try to clap in unison so Matt can can sync work. up our, our our <laughs> files. And it never <laughs> works. But the two of you were in perfect sync in uh, from really? my perspective. It was hilarious. That's yeah. Cool. It was
3: <laughs> Yeah, you never know what's what's going to happen. I was recording Source Connect yesterday from home and uh, which for those who don't know, it's a service Question mark sure. that uh, allows people to record from your home computer, right? So you record yeah, into your yeah. microphone at home and then they get it on their end and then they can do what they want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it would be like, it would slow down in the middle. And so what I would say would uh, 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 up and then it would rubber band and just speed me up uh. to get to the end. And so uh. since we were dubbing anime, I was like, hey, look, it fits in the top and the back. Like, what do we care about? We care? <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs>
1: Let's pick our but, battles. Come on, get those internals. Uh, These,
3: the things we do. Oh, lord.
1: All right. Well, settle in because I'm going to tell the the juicy mm. and frightening and uh, and a little bit bloody story Ooh. of uh, Saint Mary's College in Winona, Minnesota. And I hope I'm saying that right. I hope it's not Winona. It's. I, I like, like Winona,
3: Minnesota. Mm-hmm. That sounds like
1: fun. Winona, really Minnesota. Winona, Minnesota. It's yeah. yeah. It really Winona, does. Minnesota. Um, Sorry. My primary <laughs> you're, We're you're gonna fine. keep doing it periodically this is through the, this whole entire this is the,
0: episode. I don't, don't know, okay, <laughs> do so Minnesota. <laughs> Please We're gonna write a song by the time
3: this
1: um, episode's
0: over. It'll be great.
1: Yes. Now my primary sources are, of course, Wikipedia, but mostly a three part, beautifully written and researched three part article by Patrick Merrick of the Winona hmm. Post titled The Haunted Tale of Hefer Hall. Oh,
2: that alliteration. Um,
1: I will be reading. I will be reading one of these parts uh, almost it's in, in its entirety, but I encourage uh, our listeners to go and find those articles online. They're really good, especially if you're interested in how to research the history of a ghost story. Uh, Patrick Merrick just knows how to fucking do it. Now, so the smorgasbord of ghost stories surrounding St. Mary's College in Winona, Minnesota. Winona,
3: Minnesota. Winona, Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Mark it as among uh, the most haunted higher learning facilities in the mm. state, if not the whole U.S. Mm-hmm. Now, faithful to the ageless trope of tragedy equals restless mm-hmm. spirits, the century-old school's otherwise proud history is, alas, marred by a bitter feud between its founder, Bishop Patrick R. Heffron, and his subordinate, Father Louis Lachez. Oh. Oh. One, a, f- a feud that ended in bloodshed.
3: <gasps> a, priestly now, a priestly feud.
1: A priestly feud. The barebone story well-known to students and faculty alike, and first wildly cir- uh, widely circulated by the school publication Nexus back in 1967. Also wildly,
0: too. Uh, it was wildly circulated yeah. well.
1: just want to throw that in. Wildly <laughs> circulated. They were just running horseback, throwing the paper at <laughs> passersby. Hot. uh Hitting them on the head. And they were just barbaric. It was barbaric. A very
3: aggressive distribution. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, very- <laughs> it worked, though. <laughs> Here's your paper! Uh- <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry I might have peaked mind. Matt will fix it um,
2: I... I thought you were in life uh, I was like what I... <laughs> I know I was like everybody
3: listening
1: oh no I I peaked long ago hey. when Santa Claus acknowledged me on TikTok
3: just to explain for those who don't know if you are too loud on a microphone it makes like a frying noise and then we call it peaking
1: we call it peaking and that. the engineer just and the engineer just looks at you oh, like go fuck yeah. yourself right um all right. So, a years—the lo- story goes like this: a years-long, a several years-long rivalry between an unhinged priest and his rather unsympathetic bishop culminated in the latter's assassination. <gasps> Saint Mary's founder, Bishop Patrick Heffron—I <laughs> love the gasping—was shot you know, it's so nice the to heart. have
3: someone else gasping with me.
1: <laughs> I, it's, I have such an audience. i This is why actors feel energy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's right. Um, St. Mary's founder, Bishop Patrick Heffron, was shot, as the story goes, through the heart at point-blank range while taking mass in his private chambers. His assassin, Father Lachaise, was captured, tried, and packed off to a mental institution where he would die a few years later after writing a slew of poison pen letters to his alma mater, promising one day to return. His restless spirit is now said to haunt the scene of the crime and continues to wreak havoc upon the residential hall, named for his nemesis-slash-victim, where among the youth. Usual run of sinister annex one might expect it's thought responsible for the mysterious death of a priest in the 30s by spontaneous combustion oh my now, god
3: aggressive distribution indeed, indeed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now let's break it down Bishop Patrick Richard Heffron of the Winona Diocese founded st. Mary's as a men's college in 1912 Um the residential hall, which bore his name, was constructed just a few years later in 1920 to accommodate the school's growing hmm. body, uh, growing student body. By 1925, it had become a full-fledged liberal arts college that would be taken over by a religious order called the uh, Dassault Christian Brothers in 1933, whose focus was on educational hmm. practices. Uh, it expanded in the 60s to admit women and saw exponential growth during the 80s to become the well-heeled institution of higher learning we all know and love hmm. today. But long before this, before even the founding of the school, the reputation of one father Louis M. Lachaise had already begun to fester. Mm. Kept at arm's length by his colleagues, Lachaise's at best inconsistent work ethic and penchant for stirring up (laughs) drama drew the stern eye of Father Heffron, bishop of the Winona Diocese, a man Lachaise would come to regard as his personal Moriarty.
2: (laughs) Oh! Nice.
1: Now, in contrast to Lachaise, Heffron's ruthless work ethic was staggering, probably why he became bishop. (laughs) So rigid was was Heffron in his habits, so ruthlessly efficient that upon his death, St. Paul colleague Father Austin Downing described him in his eulogy as, quote, cold, withdrawn, and apparently indifferent to others. Uh, <laughs> put quote. That on
0: his but he went on
1: to say, like, but he had a big heart. Like, he didn't, end, he didn't, like, that wasn't the button to the eulogy, but, like, the fact <laughs> so, that he put it in there is, like, that's what he, done, <laughs> yeah, he, like, he, he,
3: got, he... got shit done, though. <laughs> yeah. He got,
1: he got shit done. Now, but indeed, by all accounts, Heffron wasn't above meeting out corporal punishment to keep subordinates hmm. in line. Chez maniac that he was, would get the lash more than once. <laughs> Now, the fiery priest flailed under Heffron's yoke for years. Likewise, Heffron, in his turn, endured the latter's theatrics with contemptuous patience. The two men rankled each other tirelessly, their heated conversations often devolving into an exchange of punches what? and kicks. What? The running, yeah. the running, The running theme between them was Lachaise just wanted to be made pastor over his own parish. Heffron summarily denied him, uh, saying that he was, quote, too emotionally unstable hmm. for the responsibility. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> it <laughs> now, seems like... Uh, seems I mean, like you punched maybe you
3: Me was. in the face man like I can't put you in charge of people. Right? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, what you, yeah. Uh, let's see. Your uh, confession is going to be it's going to be three Hail Marys and a kick <laughs> to the balls. Um, <laughs> it's like I don't for I don't me, like this personally. priest's uh, methods. Yes. Yeah, for me Step personally, up. just yes, stay I know. right there. I'm coming over. <laughs> um, now Louis M. Lachaise was born in Frau Adrachet, France, where he entered the priesthood to focus on philosophy and theology. Upon his transfer to St. Paul to complete his training in the seminary, it was clear the man possessed in abundance two qualities not known for their compatibility with holy office a mind of his own and a chip on his <laughs> shoulder now he was accepted for ordination into the fargo north dakota diocese but complained the harsh winters wouldn't agree with his delicate constitution and so instead wanted to go to winona minnesota winona minnesota winona minnesota, winona, minnesota. Winona, minnesota. Winona, minnesota. now Now, while at St. Paul's, he first drew the attention of Heffron, who was then the St. Paul rector. Uh, When Lachaise applied for uh, adoption into the Diocese of Winona, Heffron felt it necessary to caution his superior, then Bishop Cotter, over the Winona Diocese. In a letter, quote, he said, uh, quote, Mr. Lachaise has been with us for so short a time that it is impossible to say much with certainty about him. You know already that my first impression is that he is not a stable character or not stable in character. I have noticed nothing further to confirm me in this regard. He passed the examinations in theology and shows that he knows his theology very well. Indeed, his examination was excellent. I am presently favorably disposed towards him." End quote. Now, Bishop Cotter accepted Heffern's recommendation and Lachaise was ordained for the Diocese of Winona in 1898. Frequent mysterious illnesses, however, impeded Lachaise's performance Hmm. as a diocesan priest, which comes with a great deal of Mm -hmm. duties. While Bishop Cotter Cotter might have overlooked the man's habitual absence from important function and his tendency to raise a ruckus over the tiniest assignments, when Patrick Heffron himself rose to the office of Bishop a few years later, Father Lachaise suddenly found himself on a very short Hmm. leash. (laughs) <laughs> Their relationship became intolerably strained. Father Lachaise had a genius for irritating the fuck out of <laughs> Bishop Well, I Patrick. would
3: imagine in this right, situation with a, with... having him, you know, the bishop probably wasn't aware firsthand of how, like, intense this dude was. Yeah. So then by the time uh, other guy gets to become bishop... Um, he knows what's happening. Right. He's seen it. Yeah, so he has more yeah. of an awareness of the situation to yeah. put him yeah. on a tight leash. Right,
1: and I can't, I can't, I cannot imagine how much of Bishop Heffern's policies must have been the result of shit that Lachaise did, so that the <laughs> other priests and in the par- and d- the diocese were like, "You're fucking this up for all of us, Lachaise." <laughs> right. Yes, um, it's one of
3: those things now. Where now you none see... of us
1: can have apples. <laughs> right. Um, it's like you when <laughs> you see
3: a law and you're like, "Why do they have to make that a law?" Oh right, because somebody did that. She oh, lead us yeah, over there. Right, yeah. right.
1: They put <laughs> yeah. they put they put do not feed the alligators because some dumb son of a bitch fed the fucking alligators <laughs> at yeah. some point. And then somebody's um, dog got eaten. Uh Now, so Father Lachaise had a genius for irritating the fuck out of the bishop with a constant barrage of complaints, insults, and, get this, demands for money. Heverin always wanted more money. Heverin quickly learned that a judicious use of force proved somewhat ineffective on a character like Lachaise. Um, he found himself pitted against a fearless adversary who possessed unstable brilliance, welcomed conflict, and just didn't fucking know the meaning of backing down. It was a personality clash of, forgive me, biblical proportions. Oh, <laughs> I don't um, forgive you. <laughs> 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 and of course, the way this fiery battle of wills came to a head, veritably assured St. Mary's haunted reputation. <laughs> Quote, I don't see any hopes. You have tried too long to crush a fellow man and suppress his daily bread, wrote Lachaise to Heffron in 1915, clearly at the end of his tether again. <laughs> uh, for his part, Bishop Heffron was unyielding. In a in a meeting at Terrace Heights the day before the tragedy that was to unfold, Heffron told Lachaise he would not, under any circumstances, put him in charge of a parish and instead suggested that the priest consider farm work because you don't have to be around people. <laughs> um... After their meeting, Lachaise returned to St. Mary's Hall. According to the following account from William Crozier's uh, Gathering of People, that evening, Lachaise had an eerie encounter with Father Bernard Kramer, an assistant at St. Joseph's Church in Winona. Father Kramer kept this incident secret for almost 40 years. Quote, that evening, the priests were in the common room. Some of them were playing cards. Father Lachaise paced back and forth, muttering, the damn bishop this and the damn bishop that. (laughs) Turning to Kramer, who was playing bridge, Lachaise says, What would you do, Bernie, if the bishop refused you an appointment? Intent on the game and probably annoyed by the pacing priest, Kramer replied, I'd shoot the son of a bitch. Oh, at the, at Kramer, the same instant... Kramer, you
3: should know better sa- than that. <laughs> it's,
1: well, he does now. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs>
3: he learned. At, the, he s- learned at
1: the same instant, Kramer threw down a card on the table, and it was the three of spades. Dun-dun-dun! Yeah. Now, on August 27th, the following day, 1915, as 56-year-old Bishop Heflin performed a solitary mass on the college chapel, on the second floor of the college chapel, as was his custom, Father Lachaise stormed in, brandishing a smith and wesson, and fired. The first shot went wild, but the second bullet smashed into Heffron's thigh. After missing Heffron and hitting the chapel's tabernacle with the third shot, Lachaise advanced towards Heffron and fired a shot at the bishop's heart from point-blank range. But Heffron was not easy prey. He shouted something along the lines of, Lachaise, you unworthy soul! and blocked the final shot with his arm the firearm was in fact so close to heffron that his vestments had powder burns but the bishop's quick action caused the bullet to miss his heart and instead lodge in his chest as lachaise retreated the bishop actually chased him out of the chapel saying uh, later that he was afraid lachaise would try to shoot someone else so miraculously as you may gather and of course contrary to legend Heffron didn't die.
3: <gasps> wow! he got shit done. <laughs> That's right.
1: <laughs> he got shit. Stand never by underestimate. Now. <laughs> never underestimate the healing powers of a fucking awful constitution.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um. But you know he was a thinking, mean, you motherfucker. <laughs> He's like,
1: you fight. You're not. Not like this. I'm not going to be shot by you, motherfucker.
2: <laughs> right. Um.
1: Lachaise's attempt on his life was unsuccessful. Wow. Authorities later found the would-be assassin clamoring to hide the gun in room 135 of the residential hall. His trial was swift a verdict of not guilty by reason of insanity saw him transported to the i love this name saint peter hospital for the dangerous insane
3: oh dangerous insane not dangerously insane they were like
1: like, heffern was like no let's take that ly off there i hate (laughs) it i I hate adverbs Um, where he spent the next 28 years finally succumbing to heart disease in 1943. Mm-hmm. Though Bishop Heverin survived the attack, he was fraught with medical complications for the rest of his life because of it and finally shuffled off this mortal coil from cancer several years before his attacker in 1927. Wow. Tellingly, however, just before his death, Lachaise wrote to St. Mary's from the hospital, quote, I pray you cast off my chains so that I may return to St. Mary's to finish the work I have started, <clears throat> end quote. So he did write kind of a threatening uh, yeah. letter I was like, what, years later, murder? but this well, is after Heffron had desire. died of natural causes.
3: He clearly wants to go back. That's mm-hmm. where he wants yeah. right, to
1: be. Right.
0: Yeah, his energy Now, broken.
1: so while urban legend commonly has it that Lachaise assassinated Heffron, uh, which we know isn't true, St. Mary's does boast at least one gruesome death that some consider mysterious. On May 14th, 1931, the charred body of Father Edward W. Lynch was found in his bed in Heffron Hall by the nuns that had come to rouse him awake. Now, he'd celebrated the Ascension Thursday student mass, taken in a baseball game, and made an early night of it the night before. Um, He had been pushing hard to complete research on on the life and times of Catholic dramatist ball Claudel for a book he planned to start writing at the end of the school year. The headline, quote, Electric Shock Kills Priest at St. Mary's Hall, dominated the front page of the May 15th Winona Republican Herald. Hmm. Father Lynch's body had been discovered lying crossways on the bed when nuns arrived to put the room in order on Friday morning. A defective reading lamp was blamed for the accident, with Winona coroner Dr. P.A. Madison speculating that, quote, Father Lynch had put on night attire and was about to go to bed when he stepped between the bed and a radiator touching both at the same time. The resulting shock is believed to have killed him instantly. The newspaper a story revealed that the time of death was put at 10 p.m. Thursday, May 15, 1931, and that no inquest was going to be held. Father Lynch's obituaries in the Winona Republican Herald and the Nexus offered details of the priest's funeral in Montreal, excuse me, Mm Marion, and uh, uh, gave a glimpse of Lynch's popularity by stating that, quote, a number of students from the college accompanied the body to the train as representatives of the school. Father Lynch usually uh, usually became known to every freshman during their first term. He met all of the new men during their first few weeks and did a great deal toward making them a part of the institution. His happy... Uh, his uh, gift for making friends endeared him to all with whom he came into
2: contact.
1: So... (laughs) <laughs> Rumors of vengeful ghosts began to inundate the school in the 60s, thanks largely to an article in The Nexus. Students and educators alike, it said, were besieged by unexplained noises in Heffron Hall. Knocks on their doors in the dead of night, disembodied footsteps, strange, frantic voices arguing, the distinct sound of a cane thumping along the floor that was thought to belong to, to that was uh, that uh, Lachaise was known to have used in life. More, more dramatically, and a little more like a horror movie, so I'm not inclined to believe it, Students occasionally report blood oozing from the tap. <gasps> and according to at least one popular legend, a hapless doubter was attacked by unseen forces and emerged from the skirmish with a crucifix scored Ooh. into their flesh. Most reports, however, involve nothing more sinister than the feeling of being mm-hmm. watched. Prominent, uh, prominently featured are sudden icy blasts of when with no apparent source. <laughs> and naturally, no haunted college would be complete without a ghost room. Mm. In this case, the erstwhile locale of room 135, where Lachaise was caught red handed trying to stuff his Smith & Wesson under a pillow. <gasps> it's here that students report the sounds of erratic, frenzied shuffling when no one is present. What? One student, uh, I found on, a, on an online forum, recounts their own recent experience. For my last semester there, I lived in Heffern Hall, they say, on the third floor. I hadn't been in to see what the rooms were like, so the, uh, so the summer prior to moving in, I wandered in the unlocked second floor to look around. They had been painting and doing some remodeling, so the carpet was all ripped up, but I went in anyway, as you do. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: it looked like no one was there. I went down the hall a bit, and down near the end, in one room, there was suddenly a huge racket, like things being tossed <laughs> around. I was like, uh-oh, I hope I didn't get in trouble for being in here. Uh, I'm not sure why, but I went down the hall to check in the room anyway. The room was totally empty, except for an empty bed and a desk. I was startled, but was like, yeah. I had experience yeah. in Heffern. <laughs> that yes. fall, I moved in. Uh, nothing really happened while I was there. Several times when I was up late, I would start feeling very uneasy, but it was probably just me working myself up from reading uh, stories about the Heffern Hall. <laughs> online. Now, years worth of evidence for the haunting, including spine-tingling infrared photos taken by a paranormal group in the 70s, uh, were suppo- was supposedly collected in a secret file by one of the school's most beloved rectors, Brother Paul Ostendorf. Alas, the file is strictly off-limits to outsiders. Mm. The now fabled 1967 article written for Nexus that brought the haunting of Heffern Hall into mainstream notoriety may have something to do with Brother Paul's silence. Patrick Merrick, a journalist for the Winona Post and a proud St. Mary's alumnus, was keen on getting to the bottom of it. He describes his research efforts in a three-part article, The Haunted Tale of Heffern Hall, which is so damn good I'm just going to read the whole first part. <laughs> <laughs> um, Merrick writes... I felt like a kid on Halloween. After waiting almost 25 years, I was finally gonna cast off the chains holding me from the ghost of Heffern Hall story. As the first journalist in history to gain permission from the St. Mary's administration to write the tale, I had received access to the previously untouchable ghost of Heffern Hall file in the archives of St. Mary's Fitzgerald Library, McHenry Center. There's a file, yes. My own ghostly file bulged with enough spine tingling research to write a book, including an interview with Dr. Robert Karras, the former uh, faculty moderator for the Nexus, college newspaper that broke the story and created a national sensation back in 1967. Mm. On top of everything else, I had lived in the alleged ghost room on the third Heffern, on the what? third uh, floor of Heffern for a semester back in 1977. <gasps> and my daughter currently lives on the third floor as well. Oh we God. both have tales to tell. Ah!
0: Quite
1: quite simply, it was time to light a candle, play some scary music, and write this damn thing. My hands hovered over the keyboard, uh, and I had just typed out the school spirit part of the headline when I decided to call the St. Mary's archives to see if they had tracked down an original copy of the infamous 1976 and Halloween edition of the Nexus for our cover layout. The phone rang six times, there was a click, and another layer was added to the legend. The voice was achingly familiar. Mm. You have reached Brother Paul Ostendorf's phone. If you would care to leave a message, wait until after the beep. Silence. When you have just finished photocopying every page of the secret Ghost of Heffern Hall file from the St. Mary's archives, you take an unexpected message from Brother Paul very seriously. Mm. Brother Paul Ostendorf is the legendary former head librarian and archivist for St. Mary's University, an arch-enemy of the Ghost of Heffern Hall. (laughs) He passed away eight months ago on February 26, 2001. When I heard uh when I heard his voice on the phone, my first reaction after mild shock was that whoever is in charge of the voicemail box in the St. Mary's archives <laughs> must not have had the heart to erase Brother Paul's yes. message. <laughs> then another thought came in from left field. What if the message had been previously erased and I was the only one to get the brother's recording? Ooh. Was Brother Paul trying to send me a message from beyond the grave? Ooh. Was this one final effort to keep the story of Heffern Hall's ghost under wraps? <gasps> That's when I knew this ghost stuff was starting to get to me. <laughs> I called the number three more times, savoring his voice, drowning in memories. I felt a lot better about the whole experience until I talked to the current St. Mary's University archivist, Dr. William Crozier a few days later. You might want to change the voicemail message, I said. I tried to call the archives and got a message from Brother Paul. You did? He chuckled mischievously. I keep erasing that message, but Brother Paul keeps coming back. <laughs> Thanks a lot. The story was scary enough before I started writing it. Obviously, the misplaced message was probably just coincidence, but if it was meant as a warning, i got the point <laughs> getting permission to write the heffron hall ghost story was opening a lot of creaky doors at saint mary's but a failure to get it right could haunt me forever mm. brother paul was a gentle soul with an inquisitive mind as, and razor intellect however when someone wanted to publicize the ghost of Heffern hall he immediately changed from the cowardly lion to become the great and mighty Oz. Yes. it's no exaggeration to say that brother paul intensely disliked every aspect of the heffron hall ghost and did his best to exercise the tale from local scrutiny mm. When an aspiring journalist reached the gates of the caged library reference, uh, the caged reference and rare book section of Fitzgerald Library, they were greeted with cool politeness and a very thin file. The folder, uh, the folder featured a few newspaper stories about the ghost in question and a tantalizing handwritten note: Quote, "Ghost of Befrren Hall. Uh, uh, Brother Paul O has a complete file on this phenomenon in his office. It is not for general viewing. Contact Brother Paul if data is mm. needed." Brother Paul's secret Heffern Hall ghost file bewitched journalists for decades. Every working reporter or student doing research on the St. Mary's ghost story asked permission to see Brother Paul's file. Until now, every request was politely refused. When I was a journalism student at St. Mary's in the late 70s, I was certain that the Ghost of Efren Hall was my ticket to a potential Pulitzer. Dr. Robert (laughs) Karras was still walking the halls of St. Mary's in those days. He was a criminal justice uh, professor, but his past life as faculty moderator of the Nexus made him a marked man on campus. (laughs) Everywhere he went left left ectoplasmic ripples of ghostly speculation (laughs) in his path. It's such a great (laughs) phrase. I considered him a living legend. Dr. Karras had reluctantly accepted the position of faculty moderator for a troubled Nexus school newspaper. Paper at a very turbulent time for St. Mary's and the nation. He was the mentor for a bright editorial staff as they navigated their way through a project that was part history lesson, part seance, and part scientific investigation. They documented the strange and violent conflict between Bishop Heffron and Father Lachaise, revealed the mysterious fiery death of Father Lynch, and provided scientific proof of the legendary chill win of Third Heffron. Mm. Special editions of the Nexus with a ghostly photo on the cover and, uh, and titled uh, Now It Can Be Told were distributed late on Halloween night in a room that featured a coffin and other spectral decorations. The crowd was standing room only. The issue became an instant collector's item. Everyone got into tremendous trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was the darkest period of my life, said Caris. For weeks, it seemed like I spent every hour of the school day in a different administrator's office with one of my editors. The ghosts of Heffern Hall, quite frankly, haunted me for the rest of my life. When I was a sophomore at St. Mary's, Merrick continues to say, the Nexus was published in its final issue nearly a decade, uh, had published its final issue nearly a decade before. I was uh, I was appointed editor of the current incarnation of the St. Mary's school newspaper, The Cardinal. It was a few years after Watergate. I wanted to send mm-hmm. shockwaves to the journalistic world. I knew the St. Mary's administration hated the ghost story, so it was an ad. I wanted <laughs> <Yeah>. to see <laughs> I like, that I, I like, guy. I like this good. guy. I like this like guy. I like this guy. I went... I went to see my friend brother Paul in the library archives, only this wasn't the same brother Paul who helped me get through mythology class. This was a very assertive and persuasive force of nature. He enthusiastically offered rational explanations for the temperature drops and infrared photo evidence. He methodically destroyed all of the journalistic ghost stories of the past. He was most passionate though on one point. Every time an article is printed, the media is making fun of a man who is mentally insane. Mm. Mm. I didn't agree with everything that Brother Paul said, especially his point about every story making fun of the insane priest. But I bowed to the inevitable. Brother Paul accomplished something in my life that few other adults of that era achieved. He inspired discretion. Hmm. It was very clear that if I wrote the story, I was going to get little or no help from him. That if every fact wasn't right, I was going to get in serious trouble and that the article would make him unhappy. Hmm. I took a deep breath and passed on the story. A year later, a friend found a $1,000 in a tobacco tin with four Israels scratched on the lid while he was cleaning out his basement. The event spawned a feature story called The $1,000 History Lesson, and I finally had my award winner. But that's another story. <laughs> right now, the candle is guttering and the music is starting to get on my nerves. It's time to write the story of the ghost of Heffron. Hall. Mm. And there I will leave it, so readers can be uh, seduced Tantilized. into reading, yes. tantalized the so other good. parts because it is a doozy. But he basically, you know, uh, most of uh, what I reported came from uh, from uh, the details in that article. Wow. It's so good. Like when you learn the actual, so it's essentially the idea that you know the founder was assassinated by a rival isn't true. Like mm-hmm. he was, he did try to shoot him, but he survived many, many years. And and the the supposed uh spontaneous combustion death of the priest was very explained. Yeah, um, yeah sadly. But <laughs> yeah, but still, I mean, but students still report things happening there. And it's again, like we, we run into this all the time, Jamie, we talk about these yes. places. It's like the, the, the phenomenon is real. Mm-hmm. Things that are unexplainable are happening. But oftentimes these stories that crop up to try to explain right. them are dead wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Or at least uh, an intense exaggeration of the facts. Right. Um, which, mix up, of course, mix up which of course, which 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 yeah. which only helps lazy skeptics uh, write it off all that all the more yeah yeah so it's always important to do your research Mm -hmm. that's
3: right right. i will say one of the things that stood out to me when you were talking was the um uh turning on the pipe the the faucet and blood coming out yes yeah so i've had that happen to me and it's Mm -hmm. actually rust Hmm. So so the pipes will build up rust, and it is creepy. And it didn't help that I was staying at this really shitty hotel. I was in high school, (laughs) and, like, I think we were on some drama trip doing, you know, like, state competition or whatever. And, I mean, it was a shitty hotel, uh, I would not let a child stay in that hotel. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> like, no. It was really bad. Um, and um, I went to take a shower, and I turned on the water, and it was red. Oh. And everybody screamed. Like, I was like, ah! We all screamed. And then it ran clear, and we figured it, you know, then it was like, oh, it's rust. Rust, yeah. <laughs> and it became yeah. pretty clear that it was rust. Um, but then while I was taking my shower, the two girls that I was rooming with, I guess, decided it would be really funny... To take my clothes and the towels out of the bathroom, so I didn't have anything. Oh, come so on! So I and they were they were gonna like take pictures of me. What? I'm like that no. is no. Hey, why are you mean girling me? Seriously, but mean, girls, yes. mean girling wasn't really a term back then, but it was a thing. <laughs> but but it was off, a thing. <laughs> I took off the shower curtain and wrapped it around myself and came out and was like, "Could you get my clothes, dears? <laughs> Yes. And I still have a picture of me in that shower curtain because mm-hmm. I was like, "Fuck you, what you the won't fuck? get me." Oh but dear. that's that's when the it's rust. Though all yeah. of that is to say rust. <laughs> <and> rust. <laughs> I, was like, I forgot about that it's rust, story. It's and rust. Text. So whoever, <laughs> no. whatever
1: student had that experience clearly wasn't uh, at Saint Mary's to study chemistry.
3: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: yeah. Or or plumbing. So. Um,
3: okay. Last story. Yay. This is the University of Saint Andrews mm-hmm. in Scotland. <gasps> yes. Scotland. Yay! great love me some scotland uh so i got this from uh times higher education at first my eyes read it as high times education Mm -hmm. i was like wait a minute
1: different different publication
3: similar (laughs) but different
1: there's some some overlap
3: Hmm. um an article by david mclean on the scotsman and an article on the stand so, the glo- the Gothic buildings in gloomy Scottish weather at the University of St. Andrews are the perfect backstrap. Backdrop. backdrop, either way. The,
1: per- the perfect backstrap. <laughs> Environment <Never been>
3: backstrap. <laughs> perfect jackstrap. What? <laughs> um for a ghost story. So and that's one of the reasons like I was like, We gotta do something in the UK because it I always think, you know, you gotta there's a it's so it's, full where, of it's where oh, yeah. it's ambiance. It's
1: like a cabbage patch. It's where ghosts come mm-hmm. from it's
3: true. <laughs> They grow them in the ground because it's so rainy. Uh <laughs> so St. Andrews is said to be inhabited by a number of characters, including phantom monks, ghostly women, a piper, and a ghost ship. A piper. In fact the universe.
1: That's a strong ensemble cast. Yeah,
3: right? Uh, In fact, the university is said to be so full of spiritual beings, it is considered one of the most haunted places in Scotland. Mm. One of the most well-known ghosts is the White Lady, who is believed to have been one of the ladies-in-waiting for Mary, Queen of Scots. She died of grief when her lover was beheaded and now spends her days and nights inside a tower in the wall of a ruined abbey. And I'll get more into her in a bit um books Ooh. have been written about Ooh. the ghosts that have taken residence at the scottish university and a tour of the haunted sites in saint andrews is available for those who want to learn more yes please yeah mm-hmm. the university of saint let's go to scotland yes whenever when we can and yes. take the tour yeah let's do it mm-hmm. andrews. Woo, Got i'm um, all for it the university of st andrews was scotland's very first university and only the third to be founded in the english-speaking world wow It sits at the heart of the east coast of town of St. Andrews in the kingdom of Fife. At a time when university status could only be conferred by the Pope, the then Bishop of St. Andrews, Henry Wardlaw, that's fun, Mm Wardlaw, sought a blessing from Pope Benedict XIII to establish a national university. Most Scottish students at the time were forced out of Oxford and Cambridge as a result of the Wars of Independence with England. Mm -hmm. The papal blessing was granted in 1413. Wow. That's where we're going. Um, allowing the St. Andrews School of Higher Studies, on the site of a former monastery, the authority to confer degrees. In 1892, the institution accepted its first women students, 1892. What? At a time, wow. yeah, when ma- the majority of British universities still did not. In fact. Wow. Uh, that, uh, your school, Michael, um. What's the name of your St. Mary's?
1: St. Mm-hmm. Mary's didn't do it till uh, 25, 1925. 1925.
3: Wow. So this is pretty good. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, way to go, guys. <laughs> yeah. The town. Yeah. 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 This the town of St. Andrews is small. Just 17,000 permanent residents live among protected conservation areas, meaning university staff, along with 7,500 students, make up about half of its population. Hmm. The university refers to the three people rule. Supposedly, a student walking down the street at Saint Andrews is bound to know at least one in every three people they pass. Love that the institution. Isn't that nice? Yeah. <laughs> the it's institution really cool. even has That's its own really wind cool. farm, making the Saint Andrew, Andrews making Saint Andrews self sufficient for electrical energy. Hmm. Prominent Saint Andrews alumni include politician Alex Salmond, the inventor of logarithms, John Napier, wow. and prince william duke of cambridge and catherine middleton duchess of cambridge oh well there you go there you go they went there yes that's Um, why all
1: the ghosts hang out there like this place has got it going on.
3: (laughs) yeah they got like their golf (laughs) courses are they're really really known for golf there too Mm -hmm. um Mm. but there are a lot of ghost stories with the university and the town of st andrews itself back in 1911 w.t 1911 too this is great um wt lindskill wrote st andrew's ghost stories which told numerous spine tingling tales associated with the historic town. And of course that's when, you know, we were still in the um the heyday of the seances and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff too. Yeah. So that was a big mm-hmm. thing. Spiritualism. Uh, Spiritualism. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Uh, (laughs) One of the most recent books, though, on the subject, Ghosts of St. Andrews, a ghost tour of the ancient city by Richard Falconer was published in 2013. It incorporates elements of Linskill's work, but also expands on it and adds new stories that have appeared in the 100 years since. Awesome. Because there are so many ghosts, here are just some of the most notorious ghosts around not only the university, but the town. Since it's so small, I wanted to just incorporate the whole thing. So first, we have young Tom Tom Morris. St. Andrew's links to the golf game, like I was saying, To golf are legendary, so we need to include at least one story associated with the town's famous old course. It has been reported that a phantom golfer haunts the bunkers and fairways at St. Andrew's old course, but rather than being a wicked malevolent spirit, it's said to be quite helpful. Aw. Tales have been told (laughs) of a ghostly figure that helps local golfers locate and retrieve their stray balls from the rough. The ghost is understood to be a manifestation of 19th century golfer young Tom Morris, who from j- just the age of 17 won the Open Championship an incredible four times in a row? Wow.
1: Good Young job. Tom Morris,
3: yeah, really nice. He suffered a tragic end, though. Hmm. In 1875, he was returning home from a golfing trip to discover his wife and baby had died in labor.
0: Oh, devastated! Oh. The
3: golfing legend was found dead just four months later, having suffered a heart attack. Oh my god! At gosh. 24 oh. years old, no,
0: it's
1: broken heart. He died of a broken heart. Yeah, Quite literally. Yeah, like, literally. That's, oh my god. Yeah. Oh.
3: Or that's just a story they told to cover up what really happened. You know what I'm saying? Like right. That, that's where my brain goes. It's like, yeah. did he, or were they just trying to? be Well, right?
1: but you know what? If he did die of some overdose of something, like what probably drove him to that addiction was exactly. the, the, his yeah, wife and still an yeah, still definitely broken so. heart. But yeah. six yeah. of one, half a dozen of the other, really.
3: Yeah, mm. I just get suspicious when it's like, oh, and then magically, right, it's right,
1: like, right.
3: Mm, he had a heart attack at 24. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah
1: no, no, because sometimes, you know, newspapers in that day could either be, in, like, infuriatingly discreet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Or, or, or way too lurid.
3: Right. <laughs> like, and I, I
2: don't
1: need like to know all that.
3: This is a guy <laughs> who uh, was well-loved, right? Yeah. He was well-known, well-loved and had a really horrible thing happen to him. So I feel like they would've been on the discreet side yeah. just in, yeah. to honor him and, and be respectful to him. Sure. Um, but I'm not like that. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I bet that's not what it was. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Surely it's not too soon. I'm um, gonna get hate letters from Scotland. <laughs>
1: oh, <dear you. laughs> How dare you? How dare you? He's um, improved my game, you leave him alone. <laughs> oh, me my know, balls
0: I'm back. Sorry.
1: But... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a in more ways that is a one. that is a singular mission to have in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. that's like I you were gonna be, like maybe he's that's doing some job. kind of weird penance, and he's like, uh, "Your light penance is you're just gonna help golfers find their balls." <laughs> and so all that, like, just seriously, to skew it for a second, it sounds like warm and fuzzy. But think of it: this guy was a professional golfer who kicked ass, mm-hmm. and now he has to hang around a bunch of fucking amateurs <laughs> all day, helping them find their fucking balls. Yeah, <laughs> that they're not yeah. even that they're not even. Like attuned enough to the game to find he's like here's your fuck oh damn it
2: we'd be like Lawrence
1: Olivier <laughs> we'd be like Lawrence Olivier having to teach a community theater class
3: <laughs> right uh, what we have done is we've taken we've taken this very sweet lovely story and just twisted the shit out of it so now it's just awful.
1: Hey. <laughs> I mean, we're just trying to find the humor in it. I just, you know, right. it's like there's always, there's always a new spin.
3: Yeah, indeed. <laughs> <true. laughs> okay, so now we'll talk about the white lady a little bit more. Okay. Um, there's got to be a bitch in white. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always a bitch is. Always, always.
1: always. Uh, bitch with a capital B in this case, because she's a lady. She's a
3: lady. <laughs> the white lady has been cited on numerous occasions over the past two hundred years. <gasps> Dressed all in white, she is said to inhabit uh, the precinct around the ancient cathedral and can often be seen waving a handkerchief from the window at St. Ruel's Tower, the Chamber of Corpses, as it was known to the Victorians. Whoa. She is said to detest visitors to her lair. Back in 1868, stonemasons undertaking work within the tower discovered a series of coffins with a hidden sealed chamber. One of the caskets was was without a lid and contained the well-preserved remains of a woman wearing a white dress and white leather gloves. Wow. Yeah.
1: I'm going to I'm going to preemptively agree with your mother right now and say vampire.
3: Vampire. It's a vampire.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Vampire. Vampire.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> My mom thinks everything's a vampire. But Everything doesn't matter what it's it a is a vampire. It's a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Cthulhu Cthulhu is a vampire. They're sucking in energy. It's a vampire. Oh, right. It's a vampire. Everything's vampire. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, okay, then we have the Veiled Nun of St. Leonard's. Mm. This uh, street going down from the South Street to the East Sands used to be a vaulted entrance into the monastery and was the checkpoint for the pilgrims coming from all over to visit the cathedral. Hmm. Many pilgrims were actually turned away because they had caught the plague. Oh and so they were left to die in St. Andrews. <gasps> no. Several people report feeling watched when walking down there and describe dogs cowering from an invisible energy on the path. Ooh. But this energy oh. is not always invisible, as there are reports of a nun haunting this road, a woman who wears a black veil and carries a lamp. <gasps> the story varies. What an image but typically goes, I know I just I love wait. it, I love it. Just wait. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Typically, it goes that in life, she was an extremely beautiful and intelligent woman who many men wanted to marry. She finally agreed to marry one of them, but her chosen love either died or fell in love with somebody else before they reached the altar. Oh. She was left so bitter and heartbroken that in order to ensure that no man would ever look at her again, she sliced off her ears, (gasps) eyelids, cut her nostrils, (gasps) And and cut her lips, and then branded her cheeks with hot irons. What? So that nobody would ever be attracted to her. Again. Oh my gosh! Talk about cutting uh, off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yes. gonna.
1: I'm just gonna. She then, like Jesus yeah. Christ. That's a bit oh much.
3: My yeah. gosh. Yeah. Wow. She then became a oh. nun, but eventually died of her self-inflicted wounds. Mm. Ah. Today, Ah. she lurks up and down Nun's Walk, where she has been known to lift her veil (laughs) and use her light, her lamp, to illuminate her face at those unlucky enough.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, oh my god! (laughs) <laughs> so aggressive it's so aggressive yeah, it's, it's so, so aggressive, aggressive. So, she's just coming up there like you don't find me attractive do <laughs> yeah, you motherfucker me. and i'm like no, no i don't at all why? <laughs> why what was i hitting on you what did i do i did nothing i did nothing yeah wow. but that's like, what she uh, wants to uh, hear
3: it's just no you did such a good job destroying that <laughs> I'm like, congratulations you are
1: Goodbye. hideous oh. you go girl <laughs>
3: you do it like ah. that's
1: a that's a that's horrifying
3: um, yeah horrifying so then you have the kind monk of St. Rule's Tower. Like young Thomas Morris, many of St. Andrews' ghosts are actually kind of nice. They're they're nice um one who falls into this category (laughs) is the saint rules monk who appears from time to time on its ancient stairs the monk is said to allow visitors safe passage up the stairs ensuring they make it to the summit of the tower safely in the 1950s it was reported that one visitor to the tower was offered assistance on the stairs by a kindly monk who was blocking his path when he refused the man reported that he felt nothing as he squeezed past the monk on the tight stairs whoa and so for me, oh. um, one of the big things is that it was reported in 1950. So it wasn't mm-hmm. until the the 60s, mid, late 60s and 70s that you really got a lot of like public ghost stories. People mm-hmm. either making stuff up or telling the truth that, that it wasn't cool to talk about before. Right. From like the right. 20s on. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, 30s, really, but, uh, and so it's interesting that in the 50s, someone was like, there was a ghost on these stairs, <laughs> uh, th- and that was reported. I liked that story a lot. Yeah. Um, then you have <laughs> Patrick Hamilton, the ghost of St. Andrews University. Hmm. Patrick oh. Hamilton was a 16th century student and teacher at St. Andrews University, whose spirit, it is claimed, still maintains power over the institution to this day. <laughs> dun, dun <As> a, <laughs> Yeah. Now this is going to get intense. (laughs) It's going to be aggressive again. Awesome. As a Protestant reformer, Hamilton was charged with heresy and endured a particularly excruciating death. His sentence was carried out on a cold winter's day in February 1528. He was burned at the stake outside the front entrance to St. Salvador's Chapel, but it wasn't as quick as the accused would have hoped. Ugh. The 21-year-old oh. burned from noon until 6 p.m. as his oh. executioner struggled to oh. get the fires going.
0: my oh. God.
3: At one point, gunpowder was placed under Hamilton's arms, causing severe injury to his hands and face, but the flames still refused to rise. Hamilton's final words before he perished were, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He is regarded as Scotland's first martyr of the Reformation. A scorched likeness of his face is said to have been burned into the stone of the tower he was facing while being burned alive. Whoa. Visitors are told to look up at his ghostly image. Patrick Hamilton's...
1: yeah. Sorry, I just I want to comment for a second.
3: Like how <laughs> I'm sorry, I was going up? past that. We needed to we need to <laughs> process. Actually, we need to just, yeah. just
1: we need to <laughs> alight on this for a moment. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Sorry, but like at what point during execution, if like the prisoner or the the uh, uh um the condemned is not burning, do you just be like, let's okay, can we just run him through with a sword or something Seriously. to get this over with? Right. And then some assholes like, well it's just burned. Dude. I'm like, I gotta, I can't. It's gotta burn. Yeah. Sorry, you gotta burn, dude. Like fuck that. What the hell? Uh, what kind of idiot who well, just like you
0: have to what?
3: Back Back then too, the the sentence wasn't just a legal sentence; it was a godly sentence. Yeah, like this is what the church said we have to do Ugh. for his. Soul, but if it's taking it that long
1: to burn, clearly, clearly the church needs to hear God being like, "Don't burn this." Yeah, guy. right. Maybe, I, I, don't, maybe don't the fire's not start starting
3: is God's way of being like, "Don't guys, just stop God's it." It's like
1: maybe, maybe don't do this. Mm-hmm. Maybe, this uh, maybe get a fucking grip, guys. But
3: then at some point yeah. they were oh. like, "You know, what's a good idea." Let's put gunpowder in his armpits. That, That'll surely spread yeah, wh- the fire. Yeah, what the, the fuck? F- it's, yeah. It's um, like, yeah. Hm. It's
2: the same
1: person that invented, that's the same kind of mind that invented the Frito chili pie. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: just made a bad batch of chili. I know it will save it. Dude. Fucking corn chips. Like, fucking. No, it was that guy
0: like reincarnated. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> but if you that put... guy got reincarnated <laughs> as a lunch lady. <laughs>
3: so, I, was, I yeah. will say, though, full disclosure, I fucking love Frito pie. I do, too. I, I do, too. I
1: know, but everything that lunch lady makes is undercooked.
3: Oh! <laughs> I hate that.
1: That was sorry. Sorry.
3: You don't, don't apologize. That one makes it up. Makes up for the other one. Yeah. That one was the good you, one. Thank I like you. That
1: thank one. you. It's just it's a constant. It's a constant balance. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay.
3: Okay. So, Patrick Hamilton's initials mark the spot where he was executed. It's also weird. Patrick uh, Hamilton. Mm-hmm. That's a name I would hear now. Yeah. Fifteen hundreds. There wow. was a Patrick fucking Hamilton. There was <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> a Patrick so Hamilton. Weird. It is weird. I, um,
1: I want there to have been like an Ashton Aidenson. Like then, right. Then like it's, like, and it's like, just, oh, okay, so white right. Karens were making up names for their sons back then even. Okay.
3: <laughs> yeah, it was interesting. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, his initials mark the spot where he was executed. Students at the university are warned not to step on the monogram for fear that a curse will be placed on them oh. and they will fail their exams. Uh-huh. Students must mm, <laughs> students mm. must partake yes. in an, the annual dip. There's a lot of May today's episode, which hmm. is interesting. There are. Uh, uh, look, look, yeah, your power for dates
1: like, has come shining through yet again. Yeah, Jamie.
3: the Lusitania, this one and yours had May as well. Mm-hmm. was when um, the murder attempt happened, mm-hmm. I think was May. So um. anyway, interesting. I, I don't know what this Emily, it happens all the time. There are weird date dates similarities that happen yeah in our stories that, that we don't
1: plan on it happens it's a we, lot. we think that's jamie's energy may was may was the time uh sorry to clarify in my story may was when the priest uh uh died oh the the, was, the by yeah, burning the may died. was the may 14th and
3: was that ni- is yeah. that was and what happened in, it was 19
1: um, uh that was 1915 uh, no 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 that was much later uh it was 40, 1933 33 and when was 19, what was 19 1933
3: 15?
1: 1915 was with the assassination on right. uh, assassination attempt on the founder.
3: And interestingly and that guess was in when August. the Lusitania went down in May <sighs> of no.
1: 1915. Oh and, and of 15. Wow. Oh, so, see it's weird.
3: I know. <laughs>
1: Strange <laughs> just, concordances.
3: Um okay, so I don't know, I just I can't not maybe it's just that I recognize them maybe but more often I than know, not I know but they're there
1: but they're there yeah, I mean they're, they're there. there like we, we've maybe all May has played a that. prominent role in every single one of our stories today
3: huh. yeah um, and we didn't
1: intend that we more never more often
3: than not it's like this is happening and we're talking about it and it happened like 200 years ago to the day oh, that's more yeah. often yeah, than that's happens. that's happened
1: a lot yeah, it's in very this podcast
3: strange. yeah but anyway um 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 so, yeah, they got to go do the May dip, which involves running in the North Sea at 5 a.m. in mm. order to wash away the bad omens. Huh. Another way is to strip naked and run backwards three times around St. <laughs> Salvador's quad between classes. Some <laughs> students say they have experienced the sound of crackling and the smell of burning flesh near Hamilton's execution uh, spot.
1: Yeah, uh, that
3: shit just maybe uh, burned into the stone.
1: Yeah. Oh.
3: Yeah. Uh, then we have the, cas- <laughs> the castle. The castle has always been a hot spot for tipsy stargazing, but historically it is also a hot spot for murder and torture, even sporting its own dungeon. Oh, my uh, gosh. Just outside the castle. I mean, castle, as castles
1: do. Yeah.
3: Just outside the castle, castle, you will see the initials G.H. on the road. So like Patrick Hamilton's initials, out well, where he was killed, this is the spot where Protestant protester George... Uh, I want to call him Wishhart, <laughs> Wishhart. Huh. Because otherwise it's Weeshart. <laughs> and
0: uh, George Weeshart. <laughs>
3: yeah. And so, I don't know. There's something I'm missing. I mean, it's a time.
1: very unifying name. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel very validated.
3: So maybe it's Weshart? Maybe maybe it's Wish maybe it's Heeshart.
1: Weshart.
3: Probably Weshers.
1: Weshart. Wishers.
3: Horses. I don't know, but also... Scottish probably, it it's Scottish, so it's probably
1: like... whatever. whatever. Yeah,
3: uh, At the first part, yeah. though, it says the initials G-H are on the road. I didn't notice this, but his name's George with a W. Perhaps I got it wrong. Huh. So I don't know.
1: Maybe it's he <laughs>
3: He, But still, shard is in there. Oh. Maybe... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> can't get maybe, past maybe the maybe Shart. It's
1: Weiss, maybe it's Weiss Hart.
3: Weiss Hart. Weiss yeah.
0: Hart. Weiss Hart. Weisshart. Weisshart. Yeah. That's what I want to say. Weisshart. Yeah. Like maybe it's
1: two different names. Like, it's two different last names. Weisshart Weiss like it's a, it's a, it's with a, a hyphen
0: or something that got yeah. forgotten over yeah. the centuries, maybe?
3: Something. Yeah. 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 Okay. But anyway, poor George. Uh, <laughs> yes. he, was, he had that, he, his name in it in chart, and also, he was burned at the stake by Cardinal Beaton, who lived oh. in the castle. Oh, it was made Why? quite a spectacle with a feast held within the castle to celebrate and gunpowder thrown on the fire, causing what? an excruciating death. Uh, as a with result, the I know, fire Ooh. and gunpowder. Um, Why? As a result, a band of Protestants found the cardinal's behavior so disgraceful that they stormed the castle, stabbed him to death, and hung his naked body on a St. Andrew's cross from the exterior. Damn. The cardinal is said to still live in the castle and may be seen roaming the grounds in his robes. Uh, So you may not want to trespass because he doesn't like rebellion. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And so that's... Is castle and those are a few of the haunts, Ooh, of the massive haunts. So
1: nice, classic, this. so yeah, classic. I love a, a good yeah. classic haunt with the yeah. with the apparitions and and the everything. It's So nice, I love it. I love it. I wish we had more of those here in the states. Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Well, but I, I mean, we just like don't have universities just... that were built in the 1400s. Yeah.
1: Fair. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> we
3: have 1600s. We go back to 1600s. Yes. On some of them.
1: We do. So, we yes. do have a couple so of older ones. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's true. But man, that's good. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, that. I knew
3: we needed a good. Good ye old one, <laughs> 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 um but I'm sorry i made fun of uh, young Tom if people get offended by that. No, it's been a while I don't think though. It's... <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I think it would... it's, it's
0: been enough. It's been <laughs> it's long mean, enough. It's time. It's time. It's
1: it's yeah. time to meet just. And, Tom know, would approve. He's Scottish. The Scottish have a sense of humor. They do. i was about to say they, especially about the Come on, they're not. Yeah, yeah. yeah come on. The yeah. Um, but yeah, well, thank you for that, and thank you, Emily, <gasps> yes, for, thank you oh, for joining being on me. today for and sharing been. your awesome stories. This it great. So I think lovely. we this is a this is one of my favorite episodes I we've know. done in recent in recent months. <laughs> we so, have not had you. a guest
3: on this show since I think was it Inman?
1: Mm. Yeah, Inman was the last guest Which we've had on is the probably show. Probably why it's because been so long I mean since COVID, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> we're like we need you need a lot, you need ample recovery time after <laughs> Inman.
3: It could be. We love him. He's, he's great, amazing. very entertaining. We, we, we do, <laughs> it's very loud. we
1: do. But he's he like is. a baked Alaska. I can only do it every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's, it's just a little too rich for again. my
2: taste we sometimes. Should yeah, we, we should have We should, He's we, great. He did have totally this really should.
3: great um, uh, video mm. with some creepy sounds oh, it was on it. I'll, have phenomenal. To, I'll find it and send it to you, Emily. It's yes, so good. Yes, please. Yeah, that's one of my favorite, like, evidence yeah type things that we've yeah. had. It was so oh, yeah. good. It's really good. And it was, and it was it like,
1: it was like a Google Intentions exclusive. <laughs>
2: <laughs> exclusive content. That's amazing. Yeah, and it was, it was
3: out at the uh, the fish... What, the the catfish? catfish
1: plantation, In Waxahashi? catfish plantation in yeah. uh, in Waxahachie. Yeah. yeah, so
3: that's where it was. Yeah. Okay, it's a.
1: If you've never heard of it before, Emily, it's a. It's a really not very good old restaurant in Waxahachie, yeah. that's known for being certainly more known for being haunted than it is for its food. <laughs> they have le- um, leaned
3: into it for sure.
0: Okay, well that's. Cool. They have because their there. food is
1: nothing special, but apparently it's really haunted and and Inman, um uh, had gone there with uh, with this friend and she had recorded something and it was like, oh shit, that was unexpected. It wow. was very, it was something that would go on Nuke's Top 5. Yes,
0: I <laughs> love that. And I,
1: you know, it was really good. I can't but, wait yeah. to check
3: that out too. Yeah, it was good. I'll send it to you for sure. Sweet. But thank you so much. Thank you. Definitely do this again. Yes, please. Um, Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Great stories. Please keep sending in your stories to us. We want to hear more about your university hauntings. Um, Yes. Yes. And other fun stories that you, spooky stories that you Mm -hmm. may have. Mm -hmm. Ghoulintentions.com is where that's at. Also, Emily. Where can they follow
0: you? Um, mostly on Twitter. That's about Twitter and Instagram are where yeah. you can find me these days at Emily Neves on Twitter and at Emily Marie Neves on Instagram. Yes. And Neves nice. for everybody is N
3: E V E S. Just yes. if you need to know.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I want to I add an I in there somewhere. Yeah. Neves. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people do. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I think I would want it to be N E I V E S.
0: Oh. You know yeah. what?
3: that's that's how yeah. I spell it. My, you know, initially. so I have to. Yeah, try it, it's N E V E S. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely follow <laughs> Emily. She's great, fun. Um, <laughs> and thank you to those people who suggested having uh, having her on the show. It was yes. I'm so glad we did it. I know me too. Yes. I'm so excited. It was good. It was awesome. so much fun. Um, so until next time, I guess stay safe.
1: Stay sane.
3: And remember,
2: it's, it's okay, okay to sleep with, with the lights on. <laughs>
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs)